Good evening, super friends, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Normally, we, re- we record these episodes well in advance of releasing them, but we're doing things a little bit differently this month in honor of the Snyder Cut, a.k.a. Zack Snyder's Justice League. In celebration, we have decided to watch Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, The Ultimate Cut, then the Joss Whedon version of Justice League, and then the Zack Snyder version of Justice League. Tonight, we're finally there. We're watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. The film was directed by Zack Snyder and stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, uh, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, JK, and J.K. Simmons. But the real reason for all of the hype was, once again, re-recording mixer <laughs> Michael Keller. You've outdone yourself again, Michael. Excellent work. <laughs> all right what about hey guys how's you it forgot, going you forgot david thulis thulis oh yeah he? he was in the credits but where was he uh i the only reason i'm bringing it up is because i just got to it so in okay. wonder woman he plays Ares, right yeah he plays okay. Ares in this too he's the dude who hits <gasps> dark side with the axe like he's doing oh, the, the okay. grunts because it's not i mean that's a no, young guy it's him no it's well it's him but he's he's de-aged you know the whole thing is C- Fuck, I gotta CGI watch it third anyway. time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, from <laughs> from start to finish. I was one I saw him in I saw him in the credits and I was like yeah. both like, ugh, groaned because Aries sucks as a character, and then also like, oh, he's yeah. my birthday twin. Um yeah. but yeah, wow. He's also, he's also the hero out. of the movie here. <laughs> Tomorrow's your birthday, right? Yeah. Okay. Happy early birthday. Thank you. That's also why we're doing this. Um, Kit I'm, I'm actually gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead cut. and wait. Okay. I'm not I'm not just going to conveniently get your birthday wish like <laughs> okay. out of the yeah. way. Yeah. I know, I'm probably not going to talk to Kit for another couple months after this, so I figure <laughs> might as well do it now. So. Um, but uh yeah. And so David Thulis's birthday is also tomorrow? Yeah. Well, happy birthday David. Yeah. Uh, I, will I will be calling also, David. I will also wait <laughs> till tomorrow to wish David Thulis a happy birthday. Yeah, no, I mean I'll definitely text him tomorrow, but mm-hmm. I just yeah. I mean, I won't have to text him. He'll be I'll be with him. It's funny, though, this is I, I will get to the podcast. It's funny. Every time I talk to David, he's always like, wait, are you re-recording Mixer Michael Keller or are you my friend from Kansas? And I have That's to right. go through the whole thing. That's right. um, but anyhow, enough of the inside Hollywood gossip <laughs> stuff we're talking about all the time. Um, Andrew, let's start with you, uh, because I believe I know it was kind of a mutual thing between you and Kit, but I believe it was kind of you who it, I, I feel like when I think Snyder Cut. And oh, like definitely. The, the year long hype and just, I mean, even the years long hype. Years you know? long, yeah. Because it, yeah. it, it, remember, it was a myth for a long time mm-hmm. and then yes. it became a real thing. Mm-hmm. And then even the real thing was not really the real thing. But <laughs> so much information has come out over the last few days that I feel like I have the full picture. So I'll tell you what I think of the movie. But like, first, I got to say, this is not the Snyder Cut. No. The Snyder Cut is not the Snyder Cut. But there was a Snyder Cut. Okay. There really was a Snyder Cut. There was a two and a half hour version of this movie. That was like the early negotiation of this movie. So basically, they went into pre-production on this while they were on post-production. Or they were writing this while they were on post-production on Batman versus Superman. And that got lukewarm uh, reception. So all of a sudden, WB is like stepping in hardcore, like getting really involved. They're like, we want a two-hour movie. None of this two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour movie. Zack Snyder had a th- two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, and then, yeah, they took it away from him. But um, 
yeah, I think that's interesting that there actually is a shorter version of this movie because I'm sure we'll talk about it, but just like you could see where they could have cut stuff from this, but it's, it's oh, no. Can you ever? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it's it's very interesting to me that like that because of the way things went, you have because it's on a streaming platform because you know the amount of show times you get in a day or whatever because none of that matters because this is sort of an experiment. Mm-hmm. They, they just like there's there is no there's no footage on the cutting room floor. They just yeah. took yeah. everything they shot. Every um, every piece of latte art that for every mm-hmm. cup of coffee is on, is up there uh, on the screen. It is. It is. You know, <laughs> I, I felt like the latte bit could have been done in slow motion. I don't know. You know, it's a thought. There wasn't really enough slow motion, so I was like, yeah. why it wasn't that part? Because that was cool. So. I think I had a note that was like. Uh, you know the big slow motion. Everyone's getting bonuses this year. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't have a slow motion bonus uh, or uh, clause in your contract. No, unfortunately, I'm the sepia tone guy. Oh. And you think you that should... Snyder? I mean, I get a. I might get a little something from the. You know, the end of the yeah. movie, but I don't know. I stopped... We're gonna have to see if that's desaturated enough. I stopped investing in in sepia in 1915 wow you're old how did you guys get a job on slow motion triple feature like i thought we were all in the slow motion business you're in the sound engineering business i mean i dabble i dabble in (laughs) re-recording mixing yes all right um so to retread over my general feelings of this on the cinematic the dc cinematic universe movies we've watched so far um i like man of steel i think it is a very ambitious movie it never reaches the goals that it sets for itself, but I admire the attempt to make something something like this a little impactful. I think just the contrast between it and, like, other stuff that's being... Like, it's very distinct. Um, I think this carries over into Batman vs. Superman, but that movie is so much more of a mess from its plotting to the basic understanding of its title characters that I think its ambition, while sometimes adm- admirable... Um, also feels more and more like an inflated and vapid sense of self-importance. Um, we've said this before, but I'll say it again. I don't think Batman is uh, is note perfect. Like it, I don't. I don't care if Batman is note perfect to the source material. And honestly, the characterizations in the comics vary so much that I think people's expectations are more shaped by only the broadest strokes of how we view these characters. So you know, I actually wonder too if people, the way people view. Um, you know, these versions of Batman and Superman is more based on like other movies and cartoons. Yeah. Yep. You know, like I think of like Batman, the animated s- series and the Nolan trilogy as feeling the most like what everyone thinks Batman is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I digress. Um, Batman versus Superman being different than what we expect is not a problem for me. What is a problem is that there seems to be a disconnect between the characters and how I believe I am intended to feel about them. Um mm-hmm. And even that is not entirely consistent. There are moments where Batman or Superman are seemingly meant to be seen as symbols of truth and justice. Other moments where they're meant to be seen as misguided or fallen idols. And then sometimes I feel like they're supposed to be straight up villains. And here's the thing. There's a ton to play with that. Um, You can like there's you or excuse me. There's a ton to play with with those ideas. And I am fully on board with the umpteenth Batman iteration being something new. There's no sense of control over the characters or or those ideas by the director. And so, as I said, what I see and how I am supposed to feel seem to be at odds with each other. 
And that brings me to Justice League. So generally, I liked it. Um, don't get me wrong, it suffers from a lot of the same, pro- all of the same problems that the last two films did. It's got a lot of bloat. It is four hours long. Um, it's very indulgent. Um, but I, I feel like Zack Snyder is trying to resolve these characters for us um, in a way that I don't think we really got to see before. Um, I think here's where he gets the closest to actually doing it, at least with Batman. Superman, maybe not so much, but he's also barely in the movie. Um, No, I don't think this movie is amazing. Again, Zack Snyder is getting in his own way from overusing slow motion to adding in ridiculous choral music cues to, (laughs) I I think... uh, you know, tell me how important what I am seeing versus the movie being able mm-hmm. to tell me on its own, um, if that makes sense. Also, mm-hmm. this movie introduces a new MacGuffin and Martian Manhunter two hours in for really no meaningful reason beyond that it's supposed to sell me a sequel. So negative points. Um, so we'll get into the problems with this movie, I'm sure. Um, but the thing that surprises me is that Warner Brothers saw this or a shorter version of it, a similar version of it, and rejected it because to me... It has a lot going for it. Yes, it's still at odds with itself, but at the very least, I get to see more or less likable characters teaming up to save the world for at least a brief moment, and I get to admire them doing so. Well done. Um, Kit. I don't know. How you doing? I'm I'm still, I think, figuring out what I think about this. I I mean... I thought it was very interesting to watch... There is a part of me, I think, you know, I like watching bad movies and I and I like that because some it's nice to see the film like to to be it's like a meta viewing experience of seeing I'm thinking about how this movie was made as I'm watching it. And so things like the Donner cut and now the Snyder cut and even justice league are interesting because, you know, I'm seeing, Oh, here's like, it's, it's, it was, I think the most interesting thing about it is that it's, it's the same movie as the Joss Whedon justice league in one sense. There's, I think fair to say one new scene in this entire four hour movie. There's like, really only one scene that doesn't have some kind of corollary in the Joss Whedon movie, I think. To me, the whole movie felt like the same movie with more stuff in it. Like, and, and and the more stuff changes the feel of the movie very much, but the truly, like, like, brand new thing to me felt like the scene at the at the very end um oh that's literally that's literally the only thing so that's what they reshot that's the reshoots that's the only thing that's the only they only did three that's 70 million dollars you know we we, we've been talking about like what that really meant like when they announced it like oh he's gonna go shoot a whole new movie and then call it the original version or whatever um that's it. That's all. They did three so, days of reshoots to shoot that. And it looks it looks rushed. Like you can tell it's, yeah. it's remarkably so kinda, different. So that's what I mean is that this is not there. were I think we were wondering what this would be if it like you're saying, if it would be an entirely new movie 
and just, you know, pretending to be the Snyder Cut. Um, but what, whatever the reason, whether it was for budget reasons or if Zack Snyder realized, like, that <laughs> we would know if this wasn't the Snyder Cut, um, which it's not in the sense that there was never like a four hour cut of this before, but like this is Snyder footage from the time. So that's kind of what I'm saying is it's like it's the same movie in the sense that it's every it, it it's everything that already existed. And story wise, mm -hmm. the things that are added don't really change the overall story except to make the villain much more complicated <laughs> um and but like the stuff that's added with cyborg and flash it it just is it just it's just more bad it's just more it's more cyborg and flash but it doesn't really change the narrative in any way no. like what we really get is longer scenes however watching it even though it's hitting all the same beats basically in the same order basically and telling the same story it didn't feel like the same movie. Um, right. Because tonally, Zack Snyder is very different from Joss Whedon. Um, mm -hmm. So it was an interesting experience. I, you know, I think as we've discussed ad nauseum, Zack <clears throat> Snyder really doesn't have... I don't like anything about his movies. So like, except the occasional like image that looks like the cover of a like science fiction novel, like that's fun. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think there were some things throughout this where I'm like, this is definitely an improvement on the previous version of this. There's definitely some, th I mean, he had the benefit of, hindsight and years of people bitching about the specifics of yeah. the Joss Whedon version to go like, okay, I'll fix that. Um, and also mm -hmm. had all of this time and m he had the time to make exactly what he wanted it to be. Um, mm -hmm. So there's so certain things, but I mean, I, I think that this is a ridiculous, self-serious, incredibly bloated film that uses every treats every piece of footage Zack Snyder shot for this with like you know the reverence of like a holy text or something and <laughs> I think that that is fucking dumb um but you know I watched it twice in less than 24 hours to, to sort of Jesus. to like familiarize myself and it wasn't like torture to watch um it really did for a four-hour movie i was i watched it last night sorry i don't mean to jump in no please <clears throat> um so i was like i'm gonna watch two hours thursday and then i'll I'm, i was off today so i was like i'll watch two hours this morning and uh, i wound up finishing it yesterday and for a four-hour movie which i've watched four-hour movies that do not go by that quickly mm -hmm. uh yeah but yeah it certainly just kind of moved right along so that was nice anyway yeah. I, I would say i would say this four hours went by easier than the three hours of Batman Absolutely. versus Superman. So I, I did note I did I did note that and and my ability to just like track things a little bit better. Um so it was an improvement in that way. Which yeah. is sort of bare minimum, you know, but 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was definitely a lot of bloat. But I think that having seen the Whedon cut and now the Snyder cut, I think that the Snyder cut could be fashioned into a really a pretty solid three hour cut. I agree. <laughs> it I definitely agree. would have. It could have been fashioned into more of what apparently <clears throat> DC film fans wanted. Yeah. Which is no no laughs. Very like you know, just I was like surprised a very that there were po There were still a lot of, of laughs though. I was yeah. surprised how much humor still existed. I, I was too. I was very curious to see what the flash was gonna be like in this one, just knowing knowing Whedon and knowing mm-hmm. how people reacted to the quips and stuff. And then also knowing Snyder. And uh yeah. I mean, I, like, I thought he was I, so I much worse. Oh God. No, we all yeah. thought oh. We all thought every time he talked, it was like, this guy sticks out like a sore thumb because he's the only person with any sense of humor in the, in this universe. It was, it was weird, too, because he would like make a kind of a joke comment or something or even just something be like, wow, like, look at this Batcave or whatever. And then like Batman seemed annoyed and like no, none of the other superheroes I, would respond I liked at all. That. It, he was like it an was, act, he was like an actual dweeb. Yeah, I, to me, it was inconsistently good. Sometimes I was like, this worked. Sometimes I was like, uh, you know, but but no, I mean, yeah, it was uh, I think I, there, I was really curious to see what that was going to be like. And I was kind of like, there's okay, something I, there's, see the middle ground now. One of my one of my notes is about um, I was thinking about this, about, you know, like, uh, you know, we something being Whedon esque. There is something that I think he has trouble with sometimes, which is like like writing outside of his own voice. Yeah, um, like Sorkin, and I, everyone's the same guy. Exa- exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Now, I think I think there are times when, like, it works okay. And, I, th- I th- like, I was thinking about, like, because I think The Avengers is kind of like that, too, where it's like you watch Iron Man and then you watch Captain America and Thor, and those all f- kind of have a distinct thing, and they're sort of brought together by Whedon's voice. But there are, the Captain America in Captain America is different from the Captain America in The Avengers, they don't feel so separate that it doesn't work, but it's like, you can tell that one of them is written by Joss Whedon. Um, and, but I think in this, in, in his cut of justice league, I don't, I don't feel enough. Like just in, just after watching the, the Snyder cut, realizing that like, I don't think there's enough differentiation. Like, I think I have so much, I think the characters in this move in terms of just their voices, I'm not talking about their arcs or anything like that, but just, their voices, they feel much more distinct to me. Yeah, I can see that. Well, let's begin with just moving through the film. Is that, Does that yeah, seem like we're there? Okay. Yeah. Um, and Kit, I'm going to kind of uh, okay. let you take the reins. So first up, we've got the prologue with the death of Superman. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to note that the first shot of Batman is him with the gun. Um <laughs> Uh, I think the idea that Superman's death would like send shockwaves, you know, like that is cool. But I was like, they're going to use this to explain why the mystery boxes, the mystery boxes, the mother boxes woke up. And that's going to be dumb because there's nothing to support that um, because they're 9000 years old or whatever. <laughs> like they're not, you know, Superman has only been on Earth for 30 
years or something. Why? Anyway, it doesn't that that makes no sense. Um, I didn't understand what Lex was doing. Like, why? Like, did he he didn't make he didn't create Steppenwolf. No. What's happening there? They're communing. Yeah, I thought like he was like summoning him, maybe. I think because that was just... in Batman. But he wasn't Superman. summoning him because that's not how Steppenwolf like Steppenwolf I doesn't actually... like don't think he's summoning him i think they're i think lex is learning about him oh oh yeah yeah because he's in the space uh yeah so because because remember he said you know what earlier in bvs lex is talking to the computer and the computer is like telling him you know all the information that it has and he's like okay let's start from the top or whatever so he's just like learning about stuff well and he's doing this while his creature is Mm mm-hmm Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> it's always a good time to learn, Kit. Yeah. I think establishing the cubes immediately, as stupid as the cubes are, it helps you understand the movie. Because the Joss Whedon movie does, the cubes don't come up for quite a, for a while. Mm-hmm. And here they're yeah. in like the first scene, which is, makes, and especially since they're in, a, in the first scene and that scene is something we've seen before, it kind of retcons the cubes a, a, as like something that's been there for a while, um, right. which is good. And then right. my only other note about this is that the IMAX aspect ratio is a real bummer. Uh, now that I disagree with. I actually thought uh, the 4-3 ratio, like I, uh, yeah, I liked it. I thought it seemed like a lot of the shots were like extremely well composed. I watched it on a very big TV, so I thought it it looked very good to me. It bummed yeah. me out because it just looked it looked like it'd been cropped for tele <laughs> for television. Since I'm like watching it at home on a TV on HBO, but it's yeah. like all of these, you know, it's just mostly montage of sweeping vistas on a four yeah. three yeah. is for me, is weird. The part where it stood out and I was actually I was like noticed it and then was like, this looks good was uh, when he's in ice or I guess is it, is it Iceland where Aquaman is. Uh, that's where I yes. noticed it and was like, oh, no. Yeah. Really? OK, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like because for me, it was like, I don't I don't know. I don't know why that would be. Although I kind of have come to prefer. I've watched I've watched and I know you watch tons of old movies. I think I've been watching enough older movies lately that I've kind of like. I don't know. I kind of like that. Although, obviously, for like a big Western or a big like, eh, you know, I like both. But anyways, th- I, that did work for me. That was one of my positive notes. I like but. it when um, when a movie, like it, it, as long as it's it's motivated and I could see it being an issue if I mean, I, I could see it being an issue on a small screen, um, but it was I think it was shot in on the 65 millimeter re cameras that came out a few years ago so i'm pretty sure it's 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 shot and composed for that aspect ratio which is for imax yeah is that yeah those are, yeah okay yeah did so you watch the, a projected kit or did you watch on a computer on a computer yeah so I, oh you I, did okay i could see that being frustrating but yeah it was it if if they had cropped it to a 16.9 you would have they would have had to do pan and scan yeah so i yeah we don't want that it also just makes me go Oh yeah, they weren't planning <laughs> on us well, seeing he could it have. this way, right? Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Joss Whedon cropped it, you know. Yeah. Um, and they could have, they could have, they could have cropped it, but like the thing is, is HBO was, you know, when he came back to do this, he was like, okay, well, I'm gonna do it how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I prefer to see if I if if they're gonna if we're gonna go through this, then I just I want to see pure unadulterated you know pure pure Snyder. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I don't want I don't want I don't want to see a version of this that I we mean, can blame on anybody else. Certainly, someone like him, I can you know I think it's true that if he does care about how a frame is composed i think he cares inconsistently about that like i think yeah. in a scene where it's just people talking he doesn't really care um, but <laughs> um at certain moments obviously i mean he's like almost an illustrator um yeah and so if he planned it that way i can certainly see him not wanting to crop it um, for sure um that's all i ha- now i'm now we're on to part one don't count on it batman um and it's the this the slightly different version of the scene of Batman in Iceland, um, which I yeah. thought worked better in the beginning because it, mm-hmm. it introduced Aquaman in a more impress, a little bit more. It just, just in having him at least turn around to the camera <laughs> to introduce yeah. Aquaman as opposed to him just standing there off to the side. Um, right. I liked that better. I and, also liked, just mm-hmm. jump in, I, yeah. I also liked that the whole time Batman knows he's talking to Aquaman instead yes. of in the the Whedon version. He doesn't know, even though it's obvious. Right. Uh, and he has to like see like hieroglyphics on a wall. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's Which makes just so no stupid. sense. And then no. and then it also I thought was clearer that these people are trying to protect Aquaman. Like that's why yes. they are giving Batman a hard time. Which like I could kind of pick up in the Whedon version, but it was was not. Yeah. Super clear. Um, the only then the scene, however, <laughs> went t- turned into okay. One thing that I thought was funny and very of a great just encapsulation of the tone change for this movie is when Aquaman says to Batman, "Strong man is strongest alone," and in the Whedon version, after he says that, Batman goes. No, that's like the opposite of the saying. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. And they cut oh, yeah. that, which must mean that <laughs> that Snyder wrote Strong Man is Strongest Alone and meant it <laughs> sincere. Not wrote it, but you know that that was like that's a right. Snyder line that was meant dead seriously. <laughs> and then Whedon dealt with it in a in what I think was a funny way of, you know, having. I think that's fine yeah. for Batman to say. Although, yeah. didn't they also fix the uh, the line about Superman died? fighting next to me or he says he that died fighting next to me. It's the same. and then, then well but then aquaman says he's like exactly oh yeah but wasn't that exactly not in that, that was not i don't think that was was that in the the, was that in the whedon when he i don't, his response? I don't think it was in the whedon so. one i don't yeah. think so. okay which we had you or yes. i think you had brought that up on the podcast last week yes like, that that was stupid yeah. uh, batman yeah, is yeah that was a point against him so aquaman pointed right. that out i guess but then it turns into the longest icelandic song ever so strange but before that, before that, they fixed it. We, they fixed it. That's <laughs> insane to me. They that fixed is, what? So in we talked about it last week because it drove Kit and I crazy. But in when Aquaman exits the scene, he does this like this kind of <laughs> oh, yes. pop up in the water and like crosses his arms and just like lean. He like right. leans back, and right. it looks absolutely terrible. <laughs> and in this one, Batman looks away because the he's people, like, what are know, these people, freaks singing about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they start singing, and then he looks back, and it's just there's just ripples left. And I'm like, why didn't? Yeah, they could have used they that. They could have done that. Mm-hmm. So um, that was awesome. But then yeah. it goes into that weird chorus, and then the 
the lady sniffing his clothes. Like, Which I knew, I said, as soon as she like bent to pick up the sweater, I'm like, she's going to smell that shit. So yeah. I related to that. Because um, you, would, you would do the same? <laughs> I would do the same thing. Okay. But it, was, right. so, it took an unbelievable, like this scene's not in slow-mo, but it might as well have been just how long they're singing and how long between me realizing she was going to smell it and her actually smelling it. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> Um, also he must go through just a ton of shirts because every time he comes out of the ocean he's wearing a shirt and every time he goes in he takes a shirt off (laughs) and jump in Mm -hmm. that was one of my complaints is in his second introduction he just throws his shirt into the ocean which aquaman would never do be pollution exactly aquaman's not throwing trash into the ocean a a turtle could get caught in that sweater exactly (laughs) um also he throws that glass bottle too yeah that bugs me because there's so right. much alcohol left in there. He like well, doesn't even too. finish chugging it. Yeah. But it's, it's also... interesting too because so much of Aquaman is about it has an environmental message. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like they it's, they took all the global warming shit out of out of Justice League though for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> That's um, true. Also, Aquaman had. <laughs> I commented on Aquaman's wardrobe being really nice in the last movie, and he had mm-hmm. a couple of like even he 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 added more beautiful outfits to mm-hmm. to this movie, so that was cool. Do you know what I did? You did you like in the shot where Willem Dafoe well, meets Willem Dafoe when he's like descending towards camera, and you can see that his top button is undone on his <laughs> pants, so you could you could you could see the full V. <laughs> I liked um, it. Okay, I so I got to go back and look up that, and I got to go back and find David Thewlis. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Then I just have a lot. A lot can happen in a four-hour movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I might have to watch it a couple more times. Um. Then I just have Lois getting coffee, which I think in a movie full of a lot of stuff I don't like, the worst. We were all all, all four of us watching it were just like, just hating sad lois <laughs> wandering around it's crazy amy adams is so likable in mm-hmm. everything else she's ever been in yeah. and i really despise lois that's <laughs> right the, in these films um she's just so boring and the long ass musical montage and then you know the first of two nick cave songs also in this oh, was movie that, who that was yeah and then they use a okay. different Nick Cave song later. It's huh. so weird. Um, anyway, that just sucks. So next I have, I don't know what that building is. It's like a London, it's, it's the Wonder Woman scene. Yeah. So I thought it was a bank. Yes, but it's and not. It's not a bank. I know. Because it's, there wouldn't be some children sort of... tours there, but I also thought it was right. a bank. Yeah. So, oh, I thought it, it was But too. she stands on a Lady Justice yeah. statue so i'm guessing it's some sort of like court parliament or, something. or court Par- or, yeah exactly yeah. it's not parliament because we know what parliament, what parliament looks like in like. london <laughs> <laughs> very iconic um anyway so i thought this was really the scene that let us know oh you're in the snyder cut baby because absolutely it is virtually identical in terms of like the mm-hmm. shots and how it's cut except yep. it's very desaturated like it looked like the lighting and the colors look completely different um there is blood fucking everywhere um and then the biggest thing 
for me was there is, you know, when she when she kind of busts into that room. Yeah. And she's throwing guys in later scenes. You see a crater in the marble wall Mm -hmm. with just smeared with blood, i.e. a guy's head was there. Yeah. And that I was like, so they added <laughs> like this is where this seventy million dollars went was to adding <sighs> head skull craters and blood smears to let us or know. Or maybe Whedon removed that shit. True, maybe. Could which be. that's weird. Hey, yeah. Did she blow up the bank or not bank, whatever it is? Did she blow up the building in the Whedon cut? No uh it just cuts away. Yeah, it, 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 I think it just goes okay. white, and we never see the actual like explosion. Because she doesn't. She don't... had defeated the bad guys, right? And then she like clangs her wrists together and blows up a bank. Well, she kills that is. dude, and it blows right. the wall. But right. it blows the entire it's, side right. out of like the whole point it's was to exactly prevent an explosion. What they were going to do. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, no, they were going well, no, to they were going to blow up four city blocks and kill a bunch of children. But it would have included that bank, so. Right. It's just uh, it's like she, she, you know, she caused an explosion to prevent an explosion. <laughs> right. Well, no, but she had already prevented the explosion. And so it's just, it was totally unnecessarily it's, to, to kill that guy rather they, than like throw him out the window. They she, have like, to establish her gauntlets, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Um, sure. I think she's a fucking badass in this scene. Uh, I oh, think, yeah. I think the, the. The action is so fucking cool. Um, I think part of it is because they opened up that aspect ratio. I think part of it is the the sound design is better. I think yeah, the 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 color desaturating like maybe that's not like super great, but like the contrast is nicer. The shadows are nicer. Um, just there's also more action. There's just we get a better sense of her movements and stuff. And I think her like fast motion looks so good um and you know what i want wonder woman to be a little brutal so i'm down with it i i did think the scene was good like i liked the kind of like the more action of it but at the very end it felt like a joke where it's like the hero you know like sometimes yes, in some superhero exactly. movies yes. it's like uh, yeah. the hero will accidentally cause like some big explosion and be like eh, sorry boss and like right. the, you know or a police movie, like I want your badge. You caused all this damage. Yeah, and, so and she then she totally... and then she bends down to a small child and exactly. tells the little girl she can be whatever she wants to be when she yeah. grows that's, up. That's yeah. why this is this is Snyder is because yeah. What I what I liked the the number one thing that I liked about the Whedon movie was that it differentiated the heroes and then had them come together in a somewhat interesting way, at least mo- more successfully than any other DC movie has managed to do sure this made wonder woman a snyder hero where she's really brutal she fights in the dark basically as opposed to like wonder woman's i associate wonder woman even though her first movie is you know in the middle of a war just with a little bit of like with sunlight and kind of brightness and yeah because of the amazon yeah Island being or kind of like fun and 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 also similar to like my problem with Superman, like Wonder Woman for Wonder Woman defeating these guys is no fucking problem. So mm-hmm. having her <laughs> like crush their skulls doesn't really, even though obviously she can do that, it doesn't really track for me because it's just unnecessary. When Batman does it, you know I don't like it, but he has less recourse than someone like Wonder Woman does. Um, 
But then, so so they Snyderfy the fight, which didn't I didn't care for the fight, didn't do anything really for me. Um, and then make her way more brutal, and then have her bend down to a child, which. <laughs> That's a weird contrast. It just feels like a parody. It feels like a joke. And then, mm-hmm. like you say, might they have her blow up the building anyway? And then, and then even what she says to the kid is so much stupider. Is like <laughs> a dumb guy stupid. being like feminism, and which he does more than once <laughs> in this movie. He adds shit like that. Um, that's really really stupid. Um, <laughs> the next scene I have is Amazon's realized the mystery box. I keep calling it the mystery box. The mother box is awake and slash Steppenwolf returns. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- uh, Wonder Woman. I one of my notes is Wonder Woman's mom's nipples were flickering in the light of the mother box, and that is the first line of my fan fiction about this movie. Um, that sounds nice. Honestly, it sounds really nice. Everything in this film makes the same sound. It makes the it sounds like Transformers. Everything. A normal gun makes that sound. <laughs> Human beings make a robot sound when they do stuff. <laughs> like the mother boxes make the you know the sound of the Tesseract. Like or no, not the Tesseract. What it the all spark? God, why are sure. we so obsessed with so, cubes? We love cubes. We love them. <laughs> God. Um, I'm more of a triangle man, but I get it. So, Think about it. You spend your entire life living inside a sphere. You're gonna be obsessed with something different. Yeah, it's yeah. true. We always want. We, what we long can't for have. cubes. It's mm-hmm. primal. Um, I thought that the the beginning of the Amazon battle, whether where they're still inside that temple thing, I was like, I I thought it was much worse, much longer, much less urgent. And I said to myself, I said out loud to my friends, I was like, I have a feeling because the the horse the horse gymnastics thing was something i liked in the previous movie. And I'm like I feel like Zack Snyder is going to Snyderfy this scene by just killing horses. We and can't blow- say he's Snyderfying it because <laughs> it, this is the this is what it was. He okay, he was but- it was it's been Weedenfied. So what? Okay, then what I mean is, I have a feeling he's that he's de-weedonizing. <laughs> yeah, de-weedonizing. De-weeding. He's, he's yeah, he's weeding. Yeah. He so okay. The basically, it's just that the Snyder version of this scene is just gonna be horse death, oh, and then yeah. it was just so much horse death. Yeah, and it was I fucking awesome. Hated it. I <laughs> you know truly hated it. Horse death would be a cool band name. Yes. Can we talk about? Can we can, can we acknowledge that Steppenwolf looked a little bit cooler? Yeah. Maybe not oh, his yeah. face, yeah. but his like his the movement of his armor and stuff is very. Cool. I thought his face looked good his too. Face looked it looks better. They it's finished yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's better. It's uh, yeah. him as a character too is well, he's more of a character in this. I think. Yeah, I just don't like the well, infinite regression of villains. That it's like inf- yeah. two mirrors facing each other with like, oh wait, oh wait, here this guy Desaad, here's the real villain, and then they both start talking about Darkseid. And I'm like. Who's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ugh. no, I get, you. I get what you're saying, for sure. I just and I, I get, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I did like the Amazon scene. I thought in some ways it was the stuff that was added or just stretched out with slow motion uh, was not good, but I did feel it was more, uh, I don't know, visceral or kinetic or something. Uh, well, so much less urgent to me. Really? Mm. Okay. I 
I did like, though, just surely the look of it, it really didn't add anything to the movie. I don't remember if this even happened in the Whedon version, but having that whole kind of coliseum where they were guarding the cube, um, having that fall into the sea, I yes. thought that looked really cool. Was I that in the Whedon? No. No. Okay. It looked cool. And then I thought it was cool, too, how all the little fly guys came buzzing out. But yeah. it was sad because all the, the Amazons were in there. Yeah, so it wasn't. Was bad, I'm but. sure that was cut from Whedon because, I mean... It's pretty rough that Wonder Woman's mom is like, yeah, let's just crush all of my lesbian friends. Well, that's not what happened. Right. She was she was reluctant. She was told to do it like twice. Sure. But I mean, she could have meaning, you know, there are there were choices there. I understand. Well, they didn't know. Okay. They didn't make it fall into the sea, did they? No, but no. It, but they they when the when the one lady says go, we're gonna stay here. The decision oh, yeah, being yeah. made is we're gonna die here. Right. Um, yes. And I thought that the thing falling into the ocean was was cool, but it fell into the ocean for a very long time. We spent a very <laughs> long time with that shit falling into the ocean, mm. and then at the end, when. That the last scene this, where the horse is on top of the lady, I'm like, any one of you, we just saw you yeah. guys lift a stone gate, <laughs> <laughs> just lift this horse off this lady. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, That's a good point. like, not even on her thighs, like, it's just her <laughs> bottom, her lower legs, like, Jesus. And then it killed her. I that do, I do kind of admire Whedon a little bit more, um, because I do, I do think that like some of the choices that he was making weren't weren't necessarily better better choices but were choices he had no choice but to make like when uh for time i mean it was all about time yeah i think i think i think his most the most important directive he got unfortunately was this has to hit this runtime no Mm -hmm. matter what and so you get things like you know we lose this kind of like building like epically falling into the to the ocean and honestly a very a very grand um portrayal of steppenwolf's strength yes like that's the thing that makes him the scariest in that moment not that he's like fighting all these amazons at once but that in, he they drop him into the fucking ocean mm-hmm. uh with you know a million tons of rock on top of him and he just busts out of there Jumps like it ain't right, no thing. Yeah. so i think that's an important thing whereas in the whedon version we cut to an awkward close-up of the side of the building, and he just, like, bursts through the, yeah. build, the wall. Right. Well, so, and also in the Whedon version, Steppenwolf, I mean, he might do it in this, too, but when... I said that about the the Whedon version, that Steppenwolf is just such a weak... Vil- like, they talk about how strong he is, but he's not. Um, he's wrong about everything, and they easily mm-hmm. he's easy to defeat, and he keeps, I think, in... I don't remember what he does in this one, but in the Whedon version, it very much feels like he gets the cube and he's like, this battle's not done, but I'm leaving. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. in this one, he has fucked them up very much. Yes, yeah. he's still kind of fleeing because that's when like the whole army comes rushing out and he leaves. Yeah. But at least he's done some damage. I still think they're yeah. very inconsistent about what Steppenwolf is actually capable of and how difficult or not yeah. difficult he is to defeat but he's a little bit more intimidating i think in he's more one. intimidating but i think the movie also more overtly acknowledges that he's kind of a loser mm-hmm. well yeah his story is him being a loser for sure um crime doesn't pay that's what i learned <laughs> that's right dude so mm-hmm. that takes us to part two the age of heroes jesus christ 
Um, see, I'm pleasantly surprised in. by how quickly we're moving. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is another thing. Now, I can't remember if this. this uh, so now instead of going from this Amazon scene to them shooting the arrow to alert Diana, we have mm-hmm. Steppenwolf go to Russia. And then we come back to the Amazons sending the arrow. Um, and you know, yeah, I didn't think about this till like almost the end of the movie, but they cut the whole family in the Russian. I assume yes. Russian that's, a Whedon, that's a Whedon edition. It was okay. never shot. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, I guess they de-Whedonized all of that out of there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry though. I didn't mean to jump and, in. No, it's fine. Please jump in. And then <laughs> with the, with the Amazons sending the arrow, I was like saying like I remember when I was in college and and Dan and my friend Danny from high school went to the same college as me and he lived on campus so sometimes I'd like hang out in his dorm room and he was playing World of Warcraft at that time and so everything I know about World of Warcraft is from like sitting in his dorm room watching him play and one thing I remember realizing like in like shocking a shocking realization is that you flew in like real time in like it would take forever for you to travel somewhere in the game uh-huh. and that's how i felt about this arrow traveling to greece from themiscara <laughs> where yeah. i'm like holy shit we are following this arrow for so long and it's a thing well, that i yeah go ahead that's what what Whedon literally did is he just cut he just like hard cuts from the releasing the arrow to it landing which is better <laughs> I think so this I know that we don't want this episode to run on forever. But speaking of Whedon and World of Warcraft, I uh, wanted to jump in with a funny anecdote. So freshman year of college, I had a really terrible roommate and he played tons of World of Warcraft. And I guess you earn points or cash or something in Warcraft by like clanging your sword on stones. Um, (laughs) And I, I don't know if he was like mining for something or what. I just it was like a constant sound effect of like clank, clank, clank clank and um every evening just for hours and uh because he would like sell it too he would like earn points and then sell them or something oh but God. uh anyhow this is this man's job yeah yeah like and, and like yeah anyways we could go into him in, a, in another episode i'm sure but uh the uh he he would not wear headphones while he did this he would not turn the volume off while he did this and so i would just sit there on my desk like three feet from him with my headphones on watching uh buffy the vampire slayer that was i was watching buffy at the time so it all comes uh comes yeah. full circle i suppose in some sort of weird way anyways i just wanted to throw that in wow um yeah he was a real piece of work so then we do something okay so here we go to batman and alfred um and they're talking about batman trying to put the justice league together and here's where we come to some such a consistent issue with these snyder dc movies where a lot so with bvs i said he doesn't understand how to make a good conflict because he thinks that a conflict is two people who think the exact same way about two different things instead of people who think differently about the same thing. And in this movie, Batman is going around basically saying, we need to unite. I need to unite this team. We have to come together to defeat this, uh, this villain. And at the same time, 
the villain is trying to unite the fucking cubes. So his whole thing is about the unity, like is 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 a MacGuffin <laughs> in this movie. Mm-hmm. And why your why your villain should embody the anti-theme of the hero. Like especially given the backstory, the reason that well now Darkseid, previously Steppenwolf, was defeated by Earth is that the in the age of heroes all of these different tribes and people and superheroes and aliens and all these people came together to defeat him so you would maybe think that the lesson that dark slides dark side slash steppenwolf would learn from that is i need to divide i need to pit these people against each other this seems especially true since his you know, the, the obvious like subtext of all of this is partisanship in America and how we all need to, you know, we're too we're too divided. So, divided we fall. Steppenwolf Steppenwolf invents Twitter. Right. Exa- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then his 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 uh, flying dudes, they feed on fear, which would seem to go with that theme of like, you know, creating like a straw man and scapegoats and all this stuff. But instead. <laughs> That's not what Darkseid and Steppenwolf are trying to do. They're also just trying to unite to bring things together. Like, why isn't yeah. he, even if this is just, a, you know, just metaphorically, why isn't he trying to separate something? He's trying, maybe the, maybe the, the, the different people, you know, instead of scattering the cubes across the globe, they were like, let's create this one thing with them that that no one can ever get again and then and then Steppenwolf has to tear them apart or something you know like it just it's like it's all right there and it just seems so stupid to me and then I was saying that and Lee pointed out you know that's also kind of one of the problems with Man of Steel is that it seems like Jor-El and Zod also want exactly the mm-hmm. same thing, but it's just decided that Zod is wrong. And I'm just like, wow, what a huge flaw for a filmmaker. <laughs> like to so consistently exhibit this misunderstanding of like, you know, the hero with a thousand faces or whatever kind of like level of storytelling shit. Anyway, that's what I have about the Batman and Alfred scene. Is uh, the uh I guess yeah. Is the cyborg stuff in this section? Um, I think we that's get the next note I have. I think we meet his dad. Okay, because yes. there's kind of there's a lot more of the cyborg story in yeah. this version. Joe Morton yes. is much more of a character. We go to the lab investigation next. I kind of, I kind of, yes. I okay. skipped the part where the janitor scene. Like it's better, I would say. Thank you. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Thank yeah. you. It's Thank just you, it, there's more that. there's more menace. Like you can tell. Like we needed it to be really short. <laughs> Yeah. And Snyder had the time to build some like It's crazy because it's just like there's there are moments where I'm just like I think Joss Whedon was absolutely desperate to make cuts in yeah. places because it's like five more seconds dude. Five more seconds yeah. and we see a look of fear from that janitor. Just mm-hmm. l- right. give us that. And and the other thing that I noticed too is like I laughed out loud when I saw the janitor in the Whedon cut because it starts i think on a close-up of him and it's also it's the way he's colored too the cut i like the color grade and not the desaturation again but just like the contrast and just when they're standing in that 
futuristic science lab hallway, mm-hmm. um, they have like the, the 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 hue of the light is blue, and their skin co- tones are soaking up some of that, and so it feels like they're more part of the environment. Right. I feel like in the the Whedon version, it did it just felt like things were sort of like colored independent of like a, like a person would be color corrected independent of the scene basically like the their, their surroundings it just didn't feel so it looked absolutely goofy to me that this like mm-hmm. total like normie dad is just like mopping a grate well, i think um, he might but- also be how we're introduced to the lab like is he the first thing that we establish in that lab in the Whedon version i think we like Maybe we're in that lab hallway and it's like a you know a guy mopping as opposed to Joe Morton like doing stuff. Is the doctor or I guess the scientist um, that so Morton is that that's the Joe Morton the actor and then so then the scientist that he's working with the Asian guy yeah is he even in the Whedon version no no but he's he's a future it's setting up a superhero yeah oh he's a superhero okay Adam which is like uh, Ant Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I missed that. But. Yeah. Now, I want just had a clarification. Well, okay, one thing I thought, so this added the idea that everybody remembers these bug men looking like Batman, which is absolute horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> they do that not look like Batman. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Batman that I think the movies are trying to tell us, but sort of failed to do it works a little bit better in 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 bvs like they are trying to set batman up as if and the movie again contradicts this like moments like moment to moment but the way they initially set up batman it feels as if they're trying to suggest that he might not be a person that he may be like the jersey devil or something like that so when it, it, if if that's the angle you're going for, then somebody drawing a monster actually that makes sense. But the fact that we see that we see like, um, you know, Batman's phys- in in the the I don't know the trap house or whatever mm-hmm. where we are introduced to Batman in BVS and he moves like a monster, and then in like a subsequent scene, there's just talking about Batman casually at the Daily Planet. So it's just right. like. You're balancing well, two like kind of opposites. He's also twenty years into a career, and it seems unlikely that he would. St- I don't know, unless he's been kind of working sporadically. It seems there's also a bat signal, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. There's all these things that suggest that this is a like you know this guy has an infrastructure. Uh, you know, he's not right. just some he's not just some Jersey Devil, but they do have like they have Flash. I think Flash says to him like, it's either Flash or Cyborg. He says, "Oh, like, you're real." He says something like, "Oh, you you actually exist." Yeah. And then Batman says, "I exist when it's useful" or something like that. Yeah. It's like. <sighs> I'm pretty sure, I mean, Batman's established. Maybe if this was, you know, Mm -hmm. the first year of him being Batman, then I could believe it. But 20 years into being Batman, people know Batman exists. (laughs) Like you say, he's got a fucking signal. Um, That was odd. (laughs) Yeah. And it was just, and also just the drawing doesn't look either like the bugs or like Batman. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's such a Monopoly man to try to, you know, like a, like a failed Monopoly man. Um, 
And then I need to clarify. So was the mother box on Superman's ship because of Lex? Uh, no, it wasn't on Superman's ship. The 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 mother box was at Star Labs, which was okay. built around the sh- crash site. And so did Joe Morton bring it to the ship, to the lab? Because yeah, so the lab he is not realized... inside the spaceship. So right. I don't think Yeah, but yes, he he it, it had been in um the military's possession right. okay. since World War II in a in a Raiders of the Lost Ark warehouse type yeah. of deal. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I kinda rolled my eyes at that bit where they like gave the origin, they're like back in Nazi Germany. Oh, I know. Like, oh, well, oh, it's also we very funny to, because it's like it's you know, again, it's like it's the same. We've already seen that. They've already we've done we did that in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then we did it right. again in Captain America. And oh, I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen Captain yeah. America. Um. So basically, uh, yeah. the the next scene is Diana in Greece, and basically, I was making fun of this. I was like, oh, so it's national treasure all of a sudden, but <laughs> like, and why does the arrow have to become this like big fucking thing as opposed to just I get it. They this it's is like their the like it's signal. Like the knife from Rise of Skywalker. That's what I said too. I said, <laughs> oh, it's the knife. Um, but I loved. I want to live in that room <laughs> where she was. I was like, I I loved all yeah. of the the imagery. Yeah, cool. Looked really cool. All the Greek it shit was, really was cool. cool. And, but and I also was like, oh, they're gonna do this instead of having the clunky ass flashback scene with her like reading narration, you know, mm-hmm. about it. And it's like, oh no, they're just gonna have both because this movie's four <laughs> hours. That's um, right. So one thing I wanted to know about Aquaman and Atlantis is do we think that this version of the scene is more or less disrespectful to James Wan? Because it does del- it, it gets rid of the part of him going, I'm going to need some stuff, which, you know, seems this like was- good. But then it's so much longer. Yeah, I think I think here's what I think. I think this version possibly has like input from. James, just because there's so much more of Aquaman, like the surrounding. In the, the whole surrounding, movie, yes. Yeah, there's so much more totally. filling out Aquaman. It feels, and it's clearly setting up the Aquaman movie. Um, and just Willem Dafoe being there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it felt it felt more, it felt more respectful. To be I honest. thought that too, and I yeah. thought so when we watched when we watched the the Whedon version. I remember that the underwater fight scenes, I was like, oh, I'm glad that ja- that James Wan figured this out. And then in this version, I thought the fight scenes were quite good. They were the, very good. The There's underwater also, fight scene punching was really good. It was yeah. very cool. And it was cool seeing, um, again, just like moments that were cut out, possibly because we didn't, you know, for time or because he doesn't like what Zack Snyder did. But in the Whedon version, you know, he, what's her name? He, he, he Hera or Hera or Hera something like that. Anyway, Amber Heard. Is it Mira? I don't know. Mira. 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 That sounds right. Yeah. Um, he just like Steppenwolf, he's killing all these other Atlanteans, but he grabs Mira and he's holding her, and he has the ability to kill her right then and remove the threat, but he just throws her. And in this version, we see that she starts like they have a conversation that got cut, Mm -hmm. and she starts like sucking the moisture out of his body. That was cool. 
it was so fucking awesome. So it's like, oh, <laughs> that's why. So that's that makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I really, really enjoyed that scene. I loved. I really liked the scene when he come and came and saved her. Like when he stopped. Her. I mean, it's very yes, like that was cool. old school. But I was cool. like, ooh, this is cool. And then yeah. <laughs> you know, and then when he, he, and when they're punch like when he like is kicking and punching and avoiding Steppenwolf underwater. I'm like, this actually looks like good action, good underwater action. Also, I got a greater sense from this movie that we weren't in Atlantis proper, I feel like. I think there's just more of like the ruins established. And what Hmm. we actually see in James Wan's movie is a very like- It's like an ultra, you know, modern sci-fi kind of thing. So it's uh, Wakanda underwater. Watch, watch Wakanda. Wakanda water. Wakanda water. (laughs) I'm figuring it out. Uh, We can workshop that. Sure. Waterconda. Search for the blood orchid. Wet Um, con. Wet conda. (laughs) Waterconda. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I liked. I liked that. Um. So then we got the scene where I, I really started being like oh we're in a snyder movie now um when only now well but it was like because you said this like four times no okay (laughs) i think where things got things got real stupid um, okay was was and it kind of introduced the biggest change in this movie is to the villain i would say um okay that it's now the real villain is a dip like Steppenwolf's not really our villain. We then have this intermediary in Desaad who had a cool design. I like a monolith mm-hmm. guy. Um, but but mm-hmm. Dark Side and and so I love so the line you still owe the great one fifty thousand more worlds. I mean, I'm I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's certainly weird. Um I dig it. It's it's first of it's all, that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a big bill. That's a big bill yeah. to pay. And it's definitely. I would give up. I would file bankruptcy. (laughs) I would go figure. I'd go figure out a new life because there's no coming out of that one. Fifty thousand. That's actually my my student loan debt is pretty close to that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But they uh, they but the most confusing thing to me is that they talk about Darkseid like he's dead. Like they keep saying things like for Darkseid, but Darkseid is alive. He has far more motivation, like. The way that they make it work. So so why is Darkseid not here? Why isn't he here? He, this is the place that defeated him. And so I was sitting there thinking, like, why is he sending Steppenwolf to do this instead of doing it himself? And then later they tell you that the reason is they don't know that this yeah. is the planet that defeated Darkseid? But he's def- he's he is... Um, enslaved a hundred thousand worlds. You expect him to remember <laughs> I keep every a ledger. single one of them? <laughs> I mean, come on. Why do they think that the mother boxes are here? Yeah, if this, I was it, confused it, about that too. Because one woke up and started calling to freaking Steppenwolf. But I'm saying, well, but why did they? Why would they have been on that planet though? What like, the, the did, reason that, that the reason <clears throat> that Darkseid doesn't have the mother boxes anymore is because he got defeated. Yeah. on earth so that's yeah. why earth has the mother boxes and dark side already knows that earth has the mother boxes but he's a but hasn't put together first of all doesn't remember which worlds defeated him mm-hmm. and two hasn't put together that the world with the mother boxes is obviously the one that defeated him 
Like, yeah. and they even know, they even know at this point that they're, they've, they've, they've taken a mother box from Themyscira. They've taken yeah. a mother box from, so the Amazons and the Atlanteans. So Darkseid also doesn't remember that those are two of the pretty, like, th- the people who fucking kicked his ass the last time he was here. It makes mm-hmm. no fucking sense at all. Not to mention, it kind of saps. It's so clearly a sequel setup that even yeah. though they've now made Steppenwolf a little bit of a better villain, then they say he's not the real villain. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, then what are we fucking doing? Yeah. Ugh, it's so stupid. Okay, I agree. Um, and then you're introduce, yeah, you, you're introducing a new a new villain, and then you introduce a new MacGuffin with the anti life formula. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boy, I spent a lot of time reading about anti life formulas. Um, <laughs> it's well, yeah, yeah because you have you have the mother boxes, you have the yes. unity, you have the fact that the unity needs to synchronize, yeah. and you have the anti life equation. Uh-huh. Yeah, equation. Like, right. dear lord. Um, okay, so then 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 we just have basically the exact same scene of Wonder Woman explaining Dark Side. I don't think I don't know. I couldn't tell. It's just people running into each other. I don't know if anything was different really. Oh, yeah, it's longer. It's longer and there's more I think um like they establish like Ares isn't in the in it originally. And then, you know, obviously the, the main difference is that they just changed the entire character. You know, yes, it's a different guy. Right. <laughs> it's a different guy. Yeah. And did you yeah. notice uh did you notice that Darkseid had the same chest as Mike? Yes. I, <laughs> I was gonna say the same damn thing. <laughs> he's got a little he's got a little salsa bowl on his chest. Yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, Denise. Hi, hi Denise. <laughs> um Okay, so now we're at part three, beloved mother, beloved son. I think we have a quick scene of Martha at the farm that's like the same as in the last movie. Mm-hmm. We realize she's been foreclosed on. And then we have a new a new, a new, new thing, Flash saves a lady, um, mm-hmm. which my main takeaway from this scene is that the dialogue makes me want to put a gun in my mouth, but the visuals are pretty fucking good. The visuals are pretty good. Um, I... Yeah, again, there was like the longest slow motion shot of all time. I did. It was too long, and it and was another way too, fucking it, and another fucking pop song that sucks. Yeah, cut cut thirty seconds out of that, mm-hmm. but leave the hot dog because Absolutely. I think Absolutely. the hot dog was so important to me and my sanity at that point because it was like, it was like thank God that Zack Snyder when he leaves the editing room like he know. He somewhere inside of him, he knows how to have a good time. That's I thought the same thing where I was like, okay, yeah. so maybe Snyder has, you know, we talked a lot about how Snyder is like pure, purely visual to the point that it becomes a detriment to his directing. Mm-hmm. But Snyder's not funny at all in words. But maybe Snyder's kind of funny mm-hmm. visually, or at least that's where he's capable of having fun. I thought the shot of the of the driver the truck driver reaching for his hamburger on the floor of his cab was like legit good and funny the slow-mo sesame seed was hilarious the mm-hmm. hot dog was fantastic like <laughs> <laughs> like it was so that was a really weird but like like actually f- like felt not generic like it felt so mm-hmm. like no one else is going to do with this scene this weird yeah um, i also liked in in a kind of like uh fallout sort of way i like that when he saves her and he's got her and the all the 
um, sound effects drop out and the explosion mm-hmm. just happens silently in the background. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a very. It was a scene that was both very, very Snydery and actually mm-hmm. kind of funny, which has like never happened. Right before. Yep, um, I agree. So yeah, good job. And the bat and the hot dog's already like iconic. Like it probably has a Twitter and everything. For sure. Um, so next we have just a short scene with <laughs> Batman and Diana, um, looking at <laughs> looking at surveillance footage of Aquaman in the deepest trench in the Wait, ocean. Wait, now is this? Yeah, <laughs> is this? Uh, is this after? When she comes and visits him at, at his airplane, yes, and and yeah. she says, and okay, there's one. Little, I have one little note about that. Is you know, she starts saying, "Oh, the threat's here," you know, because he says, "I'm preparing for the threat," and she says, "No, it's here. The battle's here. It's happening." Yeah, and then they go into explaining who Darkseid is, and she says, "He's from another universe." Batman, he doesn't even flinch at that. But when she starts talking about mother boxes. It cuts from her, whatever the imagery that's overlaying that. It cuts to Batman looking up and going, wait, mother boxes? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so I, funny. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, Sorry. I think that them, <clears throat> Batman somehow having security cameras at the bottom of the fucking ocean is one of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever well, seen. Well, I don't. That's so that's no, that's not what that was. That was the footage from the submersible from BVS that was on Lex Luthor's hard drive. There's the but, same footage, I think. But what tell me in the in the yeah. vastness of the ocean, uh-huh. how does I don't care how rich you are, how yeah. do you find Aquaman down there? But they can't find this giant fucking egg dome in Russia with the, unless well, he- some guy kills himself. <laughs> Right. Well, he didn't find that. He that was just Aquaman was probably taking a nap in a shipwreck, as he's prone to do. <laughs> there's and... just no way that there's there's just not footage at the deepest part of the so, ocean of Aquaman swimming around. That footage actually came from a James Cameron documentary. That's, who, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this we is should, Batman. We is gotta not James edit Cameron. this in, into Ghost yes. of the Abyss or some shit. <laughs> And then I, I thought they I thought that Snyder had a couple of moments for Wonder Woman where she feels very out of character to me and her mm-hmm. telling Batman, like, I don't know if we can trust Aquaman because the Amazons and the Atlanteans fought a war one time a long time ago is just like, first of all, just horrible filmmaking to just have her say, I'm not sure I trust this guy. By the way, we fought a war against his people a long time ago. <laughs> and then it just doesn't. She's just not like that. Like, she's so yeah, she's yeah. not. She's kind. also left Thermoscara or whatever. Like she's kind exactly. of exactly. She's kind of in the same position of him, exactly. you know, where, she, where she's sort of re- she's rejected humanity and she's rejected her own people. So and she's a, should... and she's a halfling. Like she's not yeah. a full. No, she's not. Anyway. No, she's not. No, because she's, she's got the blood. No, nah, she was well. She's got the blood of the old gods, but she. Well, you're right. Okay, but she yeah. was she was made out of clay. She's That's not like one of the right. Things she's I not like. I'm saying she's not pure <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, Just okay. like he's not pure so, Atlantean. Yeah, um, that's this, a good point. This brings me to a note that uh-huh. I had. Mm. Um, the it's not really a theme, but just the idea in the the story of them all being kind of like loners that come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that really I didn't really feel that or notice that so much in the Whedon cut. But I feel like in this one, you have so many of these villains or so, sorry, so many of these heroes who are just like they're gritty loners like yeah. Batman, Superman. They're tortured. Right. They're, you know, all the, and it was like Flash specifically says, which he does in the Whedon cut, too. But it, I guess it just didn't click with me in that cut that he says I needed a friend. It's like, you know. He immediately agrees to join Batman. And he's like, well, why? He's like, well, I just really need friends. And then... Cyborg. Wonder Woman. Cyborg. Okay, yeah. And so it's like, in a way, I was kind of like, oh, that's like an interesting idea. They didn't go super blatant with it. But it was like, yeah, like all of these people are kind of like tortured in their own way. They seem... Mm -hmm. The problem with it is like... Like I found... Like we're about to get to Cyborg's backstory. I thought he gave a great performance and had kind of the most moving story for me yeah but the the problem is that in the whedon movie what i enjoyed about that is that they kind of do seem like friends a little bit by the end of the movie in this one they don't (laughs) where it's more about loners coming Mm. together but they have no chemistry until like the final fight a little bit um, yeah, like there's the whole thing in this scene. They kind of start pushing the Bruce and Diana thing, which is like, I'm so not fucking here for that. She has better chemistry with everyone else oh, in I the know. cast than she does with Trash. Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck yeah. is clearly I mean, my friend, when we got to the scene at the end on the farm um, with 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 Superman and, and and Batman talking about him getting the house back. My friend who's never seen any of these movies said, uh huh. This is first of all, she said when when she said, I feel like I'm noticing how little chemistry everyone else in the cast has, because when they're she's like when when everyone else in in dialogue scenes with everyone else, it's like no one's actually talking to anybody. It's like the other person Mm -hmm. wasn't there. And then in that and this and I'm noticing it now because in this scene, it feels like they're actually talking to each other and they have some kind of rapport with -hmm. each other. And she said that. um Superman helping Batman out of the like nuclear silo thing was the most romantic scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I I like that a lot because it's like um you know they don't really take time to explain it but you got to figure like the rest of those those dudes yeah. are out of they're just like hop up and then you've got Batman huffing and puffing behind them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was kind of like when he ran to the monument in the exactly. la- in the Whedon version but it, it worked a little better here. Yeah. Um, so now well, we're let's at get cy- to the cyborg. Yeah, stuff. cyborg's backstory. Um, this is where I said the slow mo industry is getting huge bonuses this year because they have that whole <laughs> Friday Night Lights like football. The football game. scene. It was so long. Yeah, it was really yeah. long. It was the it longest did look shot. Pretty, but it was longer than the shot at the beginning of Touch of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it. I mean, obviously, and I'm sure Joss Whedon knows this. It is. So much better to see Victor as a real boy. Yeah, it is. Before, sure is. you know, to to under to have that contrast with him as cyborg, yeah. and I love yeah. that sort of in his own imagination, he's yes. not cyborg; he's himself in his Letterman yeah. jacket. That is like just that is so much more like emotionally, you know, stirring. <laughs> This is this is something that I thought was interesting too. You know, we talk a lot about how the characters are at odds with themselves. In the case of Cyborg, at least in certain instances, it felt like um it felt like that was happening, but it was good writing. Like he would talk about 
you know, feeling like a freak or, you know, the things that he was saying made him feel like it seemed like he was withdrawing from the human race. But the things that he was doing, his actions were actually his way of trying to connect even deeper with the human race. So I thought like that's a there's a there's a great there's a great cyborg movie sitting on somebody's shelf somewhere. Yeah, I thought I thought all that stuff was probably the single best addition to the to this movie. Yeah. One more thing. His Frankenstein walk. Very yes. cool. Much better. I don't I, I didn't even it notice so it. Much more in this no- movie. I didn't even notice it at all in Whedon's version. And I thought it was very cool here. Well, and he <laughs> he shows up to talk to Diana naked, like in his just in his robot form and like carrying the bag. That's different. In the Whedon version, he's wearing his sweatsuit. Um mm-hmm. and I thought, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. There's more of a story of like his anger with his dad made more sense, I think, because you get more of him. Yeah. First of all, you understand—he's mad at his dad in Whedon, but we don't really know. We don't know he blames his dad for his mom's death, really. Um, yeah. Kind of just, and we don't see the scene like Joe Morton is a crazy motherfucker. <laughs> like for sure. Like even though he clearly loves his son, the shit that he did to his son, and we actually see it in this one is horrifying um yeah. even though he's doing it out of love there i think the movie does kind of capture well he's also though and like guilt. self-aggrandizing and guilty yeah. and thinks of himself you know he he feels like dr frankenstein in a way and even then at the end when he says i'm your father twice over it's like that's a that's a fucked up dude <laughs> like for sure that's yeah. not really a cool thing to say to your kid um but I think we I, I do I did appreciate again just like with the character, you know, saying one thing but feeling another, and us getting a a decent sense of that. Um, you know, I think we, <laughs> <laughs> I think we do get a a clearer image of their relationship, and I feel that I understand his love for his dad on a deeper level. And even even the hacking thing at the beginning when with his mom like going to see the principal like his mom sh- tells us like he did this mm-hmm. to help a kid who like was clearly struggling. Like he, you know, he has that seed in him. I mean, it's weird that he basically cyborg before he's cyborg, but it you know, it helps right. it helps just knowing him as a human. I mean, he's still a human, I guess, when he's cyborg, but knowing him before he's an android or whatever is is helpful. I also love we didn't see the cyborg mask at all in the Whedon version, and it's so cute and I love it. He looks oh, like the yeah. Iron it's Giant. Like, yeah, yeah. He's cool. so cute. Mm-hmm. He was just a lot cuter. I th- I hated the I really didn't like the Dr. Manhattan. Also, that scene was interminable. First of all, the bull and the bear like fighting physically in Wait. front of him. Oh yeah, where he walks into the 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 virtual bank, bank or whatever. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, why can't we get over this idea that hacking looks like buildings? I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. But the bull and the bear yeah. fighting was so stupid and so like Doctor Manhattan-y. And yeah. then, you know, the scene the scene was so long of his father explaining everything he could do, and then mm-hmm. after that, we get another super long scene of him helping the lady. Like giving just the amount of time that he watches surveillance footage of that woman is holy shit. I felt like 
this the whole cyborg stuff did not really work that well for me i think some of it was a useful some of it was useful contributions but that so much of it did not feel like it was really needed in this movie like it just didn't quite fit in this movie but like you said i totally agree that like there's a good cyborg movie out there like it was a really interesting story and it was like very frankensteinian uh Mm -hmm. Like it could be a cool movie, but it was just like it was like having a movie added within this. Well, it's movie. like he he so. sh- he's kind of because he's the protagonist. If you tell me like this much of his backstory, and he has the kind of the most emotional backstory of any of the characters, yeah, then he's the main character. Except he's not because there's six people in this movie, and there is no cyborg movie. So everything we're gonna learn about cyborg is possibly got to be in this movie, and it's just it's right. very overloaded. But it yeah. was it's probably but it more was of good. a problem of the way they've organized their universe. Yeah. Like Marvel had every character that you were going to have. Well, more or less every character had their movie before Avengers. And so it's like with this one, they just didn't get around mm-hmm. to the cyborg movie or mm-hmm. uh, didn't the Aquaman movie come out after this? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. kind of like the next year or something like a year or two later. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we, yeah, we have Flash visiting his dad, which is basically the same exact scene that is not good. Um, Except they cut out the part where he draws a penis on the dude's face. Right. I don't understand why becoming a criminal justice lawyer is wasting his life. I mean, I understand he doesn't want him to, you know, spend his whole life trying to get his dad free. But then he says, he says, like, basically, like do not do this and do not come see me again. And then at the, like, and do not become a criminal justice lawyer. And then at the end of the movie, he comes to see his dad again and shows him how he's becoming a criminal justice lawyer. And his dad is thrilled. Yeah, it was odd. (laughs) Happening. Um, Then we have Batman finds the flash, which is also exactly the same scene, basically, except the scene where in in Batman's Mercedes is edited like a trailer. Like there is a drop, a yeah. musical drop before Batman says, "I'm rich." Whereas mm-hmm. in the Whedon version, it's treated a little bit as a joke. Here, yeah. it's treated like <laughs> like one hundred percent serious. Yeah. Um, it's like a Mercedes commercial. Yeah. Oh, very much like a Mercedes the, commercial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would not be surprised if we went back and looked at Mercedes commercials during this time if there wasn't like a Justice League Mercedes commercial time. that had yeah. Yeah, that has oh, that exact actually, scene in it. On the note of uh, not really product placement, but mm-hmm. I did notice that there was a uh, outside of Flash's house or whatever industrial little place he lives warehouse. Uh, there was a it was a Suicide Foundation um, mm. billboard, and it was so it was it was something like you are not alone or. I can't remember exactly what it said, but I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Because um, of Snyder's daughter and everything. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's nice. Um, yeah. So then we have a very extended tea making scene with Diana and Alfred. Um, that was weird. Yeah. Was like, weird. I'm always happy to see Gal Gadot on screen, but that was a weird scene. Um, Probably uh, could have been trimmed. I kind of liked it. I don't know. I, I think well, what I, I think what I what I liked is you know I'm a I'm a Jeremy Iron stan, and what they did to him in the other cut is just so un- he was relegated to just repeating what other characters said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like an, a a device a for doubling yeah. doubling down on exposition, mm-hmm. and here he felt like he was you know sort of a part of the team almost. Um, yeah, I just yeah, think it's I weird like that, that he's Alfred. inventing Batman's tech and also 
butlering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's a yeah. little weird. Um, I he, that's kind of there's some precedent for that in in a in a lot of the other iterations of Batman. Not that it necessarily makes sense because it's been done before, but yeah. Then um, I don't know where this is in the movie, like two hours, closing in on two hours probably. But um, then Cyborg hacked the Batcave and my friend said, oh, here we go. The plot starts like (laughs) like (laughs) finally getting going. They did shorten that hacking scene and make it less stupid. Well, it looks kind of it looks shittier, though. Like I we Brandon and I were watching it and we thought that just the. Just the words on the screen looked cooler. Just just white text on black looked better than like, uh, you know, a '90s movie nan- oh, ransom yeah. note. Yeah, like yeah. that shit. Well, again, we will never understand hacking. Apparently, we will never Mm-mm. come up with visually compelling ways to present hacking that's not just lame as See, hell. I feel like that's the problem. Not just with hacking. That's the problem of like there's very little cinematic about our modern lives. We spend every day looking into screens and typing care. Like it just sucks on film. You have, you sort like, I think it's silly in movies when they do that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to just watch somebody like sweating over a keyboard, Mm-mm. you know, drinking a Red Bull or something. Um, I mean, um, I'd watch it. Sure. I'll I would say, um, I remember watching the, either the Swedish or maybe, maybe the Swedish and the American versions of the drag, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, and yeah. somebody I watched them with, one of our friends, was like, oh, that's like real hacking. Like some of the stuff that they yeah, showed in that's that That's kind of true. Yeah. And that was so, well done. That movie is so fucking good. I wish they had, I wish Fincher had done more I know. sequels. I know. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Anyway. Yeah. So then we have Diana meeting with Cyborg, which we already kind of talked about. Um, Cyborg burying the mother box. I thought it was funny that human beings always be trying to bury the mother boxes under a shallow layer of dirt. Um, oh my gosh! Just like, just all you gotta do is lightly kick the dust, and you, you'll be able to find <laughs> yeah. the mother box. Like well, that, it was insane when they show them buried, like when the when the knights or whatever buried it, and it's yeah. like, bro, that's like three feet. They're gonna put a <laughs> they're gonna put a mall here in three hundred years, and they're gonna find that in four seconds. Yeah. But but cyborg, bro, are you kidding me? He dug a hole that was like six inches deep. I mean, the top of the box is like almost poking out. Yeah, it's like you're gonna have to pile the dirt on yeah. over the ground level in order to to cover it. It's also Shocking. hilarious when like ten minutes later he digs it up again, <laughs> and then yeah, of course, back when they're when they're digging up Superman, <laughs> they still keep the di- dialogue of Flash being like, "Huh, this is pretty weird." Like, cross this off the bucket list. But we've seen Cyborg dig up hit a grave twice <laughs> yeah. already in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go back to the lab again. And the only point that I want to say about this is that a, you know, world, you know, pretty prominent space alien technology scientist, uh, Joe Morton, pronounces Kelvin mm-hmm. as Calvin. Oh, um, I missed that. That's Which funny. is <laughs> very funny. And then my friend Lawson pointed out that uh flash supposedly plays viola but he pronounces it viola um which is unusual that's a choice um we get (laughs) j jonah jameson again again people think these bugs are central city accent okay 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 yeah um where is central city is it in is it chicago i actually don't know all right Um, i figured it'd be between metropolis and gotham it'd be in the center yeah I don't know. which would be an island because they're right yeah, across water. the freaking bay from each other oh that's right yeah 
It could be like a little suburb. That'd be cool if like th- you had three super prominent superheroes in one megalopolis. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. It'd be nice. We could Convenient. use one around here, I feel like. Yeah. 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 Um, <sighs> we go to J. Jonah Jameson. Um and he, you know, people thinking that these bugs are Batman, and as we learned from Calvin and Hobbes, bats aren't bugs. Um, so that's a weird scene. Um, Steppenwolf in Atlantis. We kind of already talked about that. I feel like Amber Heard is way more British in this movie than she ended up being in Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is strange. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought I, one more thing about the Atlantis. I feel like- yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say we're all kind of dropping. <laughs> we're yeah. Um, one one more thing about the Atlantis fight uh, is that we talked about the inconsistency of like Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf's strength, and mm-hmm. Aquaman ends up getting his lights punched out by Steppenwolf underwater. But once they're on land together, he fucking he fucks Steppenwolf up. And yeah, <laughs> like that's a little odd. Um, let's see. Steppenwolf or Cyborg finds out his dad was taken. Steppenwolf brings mm-hmm. the Atlantean mother box to Russia and Desaad goes like, hey, real quick, Steppenwolf, can you catch me up on the entire plot of this movie so far? <laughs> Which was really funny. They just stand there and rehearse like, okay, so we have this box from these guys and that does this. And now we've got the second box from these guys. Horrible. Uh, it was probably necessary. Okay. Part four, change machine. Um, I thought it was very funny that they doubled down on Change Machine by making it a title. Um, so there, now we have the team fighting in the prison. Um, prison. I love that. What? Yeah, they're in like an. Aren't they in an old prison? They're on Strikers Island, i.e., Rikers Island. Oh, the um, silo, the silo thing. Yeah, so it's like under underwater tube thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. There's a. I thought this was worse. Um, they took out the mm. part of the Flash of Batman and, you know, giving the Save Flash one. some character development, you know, that yeah. he's, and instead he like taunts the people that he's saving. <laughs> he doesn't really do anything. He just keeps popping back in and out, but Cyborg's like I, leading them. Um, I felt like the Flash was trying to like figure out what to do. Right, that's, which that's is, how I, I read it. Like he I doesn't think, know what he, he doesn't know what to do, and then he figured, and then him figuring it out is when, you know, you finally get this shot of like all of them kind of having some sort of interaction with each other. You know, mm-hmm. she flies off, and her sword, like the, him touching the sword, is like his yeah. first moment of I don't know being part of the team or whatever. There was mm. a really weird line at the beginning where Diana said, "Diana can smell the enemy nearby." Um, which I don't, I didn't hear that. <laughs> That's weird. She says it's when they come upon the badges and stuff from the people they've kidnapped. So for, and then she says they're close, which like, yeah, mm. no, duh. You just found all their stuff sitting here. But instead she says they're close. I can, I can smell death or something. And it's like, that's one okay. of Wonder Woman's powers. And then immediately yeah, so it's know. and but and then immediately after that like immediately the same the next second alfred says oh, i can see their heat signatures there's a bunch of people right around the corner and so it's like so why'd you have wonder woman do this weird thing <laughs> where yeah. she's like we're nearby i can smell them what um the music we is also lost the line horrendous yeah go ahead yeah well we also lost the line the my axe is still my axe. Uh, slick with the with the blood of your sisters and instead he just yeah. says this one's mine it's like, ugh, well, so he, lame. See, and then she says to that, yeah. I'm no one's. 
And I was just like, well, he didn't. He meant he was going to kill you. He didn't mean he was yeah. going to take you somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He actually uh. does say this one's mine in the previous one. What's oh, new okay. is her is her saying, uh, "I belong to no one," and it's like, well, that's not okay. That's not what that's he's not saying, what I lady. meant. He, but <laughs> right. actually, that's a, that's a little embarrassing for Wonder Woman because it's like, yo, Steppenwolf yeah. wasn't asking you to the prom. She I was. Yeah. Think... She's been reading too much Jezebel. <laughs> I don't think Wonder Woman is this insecure that she needs to. She doesn't yeah. probably think everything anyone says to her is about her gender um, <laughs> because she's a fucking god. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, Not even yeah, gods just... are above the culture worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the music in the whole movie is absolutely horrendous and it's much worse in this scene. Like, I loved the Flash's music in the Whedon version for this scene and in this it's like celestial sounding, which doesn't really jive there's, with what he's doing there's also multiple parts where they like uh they kind of have the team assembled and they start like like a kind of like a it's like a like slow heavy metal kind of thing but yes. then it just stops yes and i was like wait was that just like like was that just five seconds of music or like is this is this like a song that's like getting quiet and i just can't hear it then it'll pick up but then it didn't right and then they did it again later and then they picked up they played with it a little more then but yeah it was like there mu- I guess maybe scoring a Snyder cut would be tricky. Maybe there was like four different scores. There's like well, no I consistent score. I I yeah. yeah I don't. Th- I kind of wonder like what the scoring process was like. If it was just like laying tracks, or if it was done to the to the cut. Just because yeah. I yeah I don't I don't know if this was like a traditional scoring process. Yeah, it's so maybe bad. that was why. Yeah, the score was there's like just that. so many different kinds of music and they don't go together at all. Yeah. And there's yeah, not I, really a Justice League theme <laughs> anywhere in it. Um, yeah. And then the only other note I have is Rocket Dinger. Um, when Steppenwolf catches that rocker, rocket and like holds it like it's his <laughs> penis poking up from the bottom of the screen. I thought that was a strange addition. I he, didn't did, that. he did the same thing in the uh, we Did he? Cut. Okay. Mm-hmm. He um, just says he says you're that, a rocket dinger. In that version, <laughs> in that version, he says you know, such primitive weapons and then okay. lets it go. Throws this one. Tunnel. Yeah. He, Dude, it's you, him, you, basically you have an just axe. figuring out what's that? <laughs> he has an ax. Who's he what's he talking about? <laughs> I don't know, I know. But it's yeah, but his his axe is like a, a space axe. So, okay. Yeah. It's true. Space axe. Another good band name. Mm-hmm. Um are we sorry, I'm not trying to be rude at all, but are we <laughs> getting close? I'm sleepy. <laughs> Oh my god! What do you mean you're sleepy? It's what seven o'clock? This is a four-hour movie. I got six hours of sleep movie. last night. All right. Well, I just need to eat too. My blood sugar's dropping. Okay, get a snack. Well, yeah, um, I don't know what to tell you, Mike. This is the Snyder cut. Yeah, I understand. It's a big deal. I mean, we're going on vacation after this, so I know, I know. I just, I want, I got a couple movies I want to watch tonight. If I can. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> but this, that's. That's ridiculous. We like, we like took time off of work to do, to do yeah. this. And Mike wants a snack and to watch something else. Can't watch saying, this movie twice. We don't have to. We don't have to necessarily go through every scene. I think maybe the more memorable. We're not. I agree. Trust I don't. Me. I agree, and I don't think you do. But Kit has to, and we are. Her no, friend. I don't, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell us where we are in the fucking movie. We have okay. Steppenwolf's vision, which this is like a new Snyder thing. Completely okay. new. Um, where what happens? For, I forgot. For some reason, <laughs> Steppenwolf has a vision of this is where he. Fa- First of all, Zack Snyder loves visions. Batman has visions. Superman has visions. Cyborg has visions. Steppenwolf has visions in this movie. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a very visual director, it would be mm -hmm. that's how you do character. It's where he he realizes this. Apparently, this is him finding out that the mother box is on this world, or that this world that has all these fucking mother boxes is where Darkseid was defeated. The anti-life equation. Yes. Yeah, I like don't the, understand. the lava lines or something? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the anti-life equation. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, that's just wild to find out that they didn't realize that that's where they were. Um, it is very weird. So then we have the Justice League. I thought they were at the Batcave, but I guess they're not at the Batcave yet or something. But this is where? them... When they when they re- when they're realizing they can recreate Superman, are they at the? They're not at the Batcave. No, yet. they're at they're at his they're at Wayne Wayne Enterprises okay. in his hangar. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, Cyborg says there's a dark spot in my data stream, and that's how I talk about my period. Um, all the <laughs> <laughs> um so. Uh, boy, you know a lot about these boxes. Makes you think. That was a great line from Aquaman. Um, the Nazis found the box. At the end of the Second World War, another just classic line. Of course they did. You can't have <laughs> superheroes team up and it not involve Nazis. Um, sure. And then, I don't know if you know this, but the Nazis were pretty bad, Kit. Yeah, Kit, are you downplaying the the atrocities of World I War II? I think it's an, I think it's important that we continue to make the Nazis <laughs> villains in. Even as our movies sail further and further from reality, (laughs) just so we never forget. But it is funny that, like, the Nazis having the box is only to explain how it ended up in the hands of the U.S. government. It's not – the Nazis didn't do anything with it. Yeah. (laughs) They Mm, didn't use it for anything. So you're Um, saying the Nazis teamed up with the U.S. government. Okay. Um, Victor walking around where he talks about the history of the box, I thought that was pretty okay. It's weird, but I thought it – he, in his regular boy costume and like Ray Fisher is very good at like delivering narration I think so it kind of like worked fine for me um mm-hmm. okay then we go back to the lab we see I don't know something it's where they mentioned the change machine and then there's a the scene of them realizing that they can resurrect Superman which on the uh-huh. one hand I thought was a much better version of them realizing that because I was able to follow what they were realizing. Like when they say this can turn smoke back into a house, Uh that's not in Whedon. And it makes a little more sense of like, oh, this is why they figure like this is how they put together that they can use it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I, 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 I had the same note. It's a really long scene with just an infinitely spinning camera that is broken up by the whole Martian Manhunter scene. Yeah. <laughs> with Lois. Yeah. And then we go back to them still standing around that table with the yeah. camera spinning around them. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, okay. Part five. <laughs> All the king's horses. Taking Superman's body to the ship. We talked about the grave div- digging scene. Wonder Woman's cape, cape coat in that scene is really cool. Um, I like how she showed up not to help. I know. Just her like, and Aquaman are just standing off to the side. The sh- the two- absolutely the strongest of them. And they're both yeah. like dressed to the nines as if they're going <laughs> after. They're, they're going to go for drinks on the way they, home. <laughs> I w- I'm up on board for a relationship between those two. I thought they had really good chemistry. Um, 
I, was uh, like, I think I think Aquaman had better chemistry with that Icelandic girl who sniffed his sweater. <laughs> I was like, thank God they added this subplot about the plane not working, because like, gotta find out if that plane ends up working. What the fuck are they thinking? Um, uh, this line that Ben Affleck had to say was very funny. We're gonna take the body to the Kryptonian ship. It's basically an organic computer. It can talk directly to the mother box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, it's as, I'm sure it was as hard for him to read. Yes, winner of best picture Ben Affleck having to <laughs> and a screen <laughs> and a screenwriting Oscar <laughs> having to <laughs> having to say that. Um Oh, I my take on this is that I think in this version of of Justice League Jason Momoa is the best actor. And I think it's because he ha- his particular brand of charisma is the one best suited to a so serious it's funny kind of movie like mm-hmm. he is such a like himbo dude he can make that work oh i was so f- chad yes it was so funny when um they say something of like about cyborg needing to like suit up or something and cyborg mm-hmm. goes i'm always dressed which is like his version of that's my secret i'm, I'm always i'm always dressed. angry yeah I, I laughed at that too so that's funny. funny um Okay. Oh, I love that they have. So when Joe Morton leaves the lab, they have an extra scene of him going, everybody got out. Okay, everybody. And it's they are so insecure about civilian casualties like Twitter fucked Mm -hmm. their shit up. And that's I feel like the end where they're in the uh, the Russian place. I was like, oh, the reason they set up shop here. Like yes. Steppenwolf doesn't care if there's civilians around. The reason they set up shop here is so they could have mass destruction at the end without having to worry about like, well, what about that building was full of, you know, orphans or whatever. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So next we have resurrecting uh, Superman. Um, I feel like the Kryptonian ship got way more vaginal, which made it oh, more, yeah, baby. more uncomfortable it. when Aquaman or somebody goes, we need to abort now. Um, <laughs> he says, cyber- and then he, he says no. And then and then and then Flash goes go. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I forgot about that. So because Cyborg I'm... has that he has that vision, yeah. another vision. Yeah, another. And he's vision. like he. It's it's the nightmare thing. It's uh the post apocalyptic Superman shit. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. shit, we maybe we should talk about this a little more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just more hacker shit. Cyborg says, "I'm in," and then Aquaman says to him in English, like when he's like <laughs> describing the computer shit. It's like, yeah, Jesus but here's the Christ. thing: we know Aquaman has never touched a computer, right? So I, I'm, I'm with him on that one. Um, so uh, just Lois Lane's pregnancy test is called force majeure, which is just, ugh, God. We thought it was a dildo at first, and mm-hmm. uh, I thought, <laughs> and we both, we both thought it would be really funny if like she opened her. Her drawer and just the the jiggle of like seven big old dildos, like silicone dildos. <laughs> anyway, yeah, none of them are as satisfying as Clark Kent. <laughs> that's no, right. How could they be? That's, right. that's they're like all that's dust, they're all tragedy. dusty. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so uh, actually, my... maybe that's why she was so sad. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's implied. <laughs> yeah, <makes laughs> you sense. know, you're never. I mean, nothing will ever compare. Yeah, uh, to, it's like, to it's super all dick. From um. <laughs> My friend that we watch this with, Lindsay, is pregnant, and she said while we were watching the Superman resurrection scene that that's what the inside of her uterus <laughs> looks like right now, where it's just like a little <laughs> suited man and then a bunch of superheroes trying to glean the cube and everything. Um, yeah, I thought that Victor's vision like ruins the movie. They show Superman moments before mm-hmm. 
he's resurrected. Why would they yeah. just show him from behind? Whatever. Show his cape. It's so crazy. It's also very clear that they're reusing Man of Steel footage, I think, for that for that part I don't, of the movie. I don't think it ruins the movie because I don't think there's any <clears throat> doubt in anybody's mind watching this movie that Superman is coming back. It ruined it for me because be, partly because of the fact that they don't show you his face when he's a corpse. Like they're deliberately keeping his his face from our eyes well, that's just until he's brought back to life. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. That was one thing. Sorry. I don't know. If no, this, no. this is a different scene, I suppose. But where uh, the, the image where Wonder Woman's like dead. Was that from his vision? And she's got the coins in her eyes. Yes. Yeah. She's like on a burning like funeral pyre. That was really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the best. The best like frame of the movie is when I think it's Darkseid is coming out of the back of the ship and her funeral pyre is burning. And that's the yeah. part that looked like, like Lee said, like a sci-fi novel cover. Um, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so I was very confused when things started going backwards and I, and the, um, the, the box touching scene, like when, with flash trying to touch the box, my note just says, <laughs> Jesus Christ, just touch the box already. What is this prom night? Ha <laughs> 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 But yeah, it was like so fucking long, so much longer. Um, so S- Superman returns and my main note on this is, it's so crazy how the tone of the exact same scene can be so different. It's not yeah. funny at all in this Mm-mm. movie. No. And all of the, like, we listed, like, five or six lines from this part that we loved in Justice League that were gone. Yeah. Even though they're, almost all of them are quoting <laughs> BVS. <laughs> Yeah, I I missed I missed the the not funny lines. Like I that's uh, it's unfortunate that you didn't have the uh you know, what was it what is what does he say uh the but doesn't you know, the world needs but, you but doesn't, but doesn't need, need you. But doesn't need you. You, you know, won't let me live, you won't let me die. Tell me tell do, me, you, do bleed. you bleed. Yeah, just great. Yeah. I I would have loved to have that stuff. I it think was... maybe it not having that stuff gets the point across that he's not real because they she wonder woman even says like he's acting on instinct he doesn't know who he is yes um so i think if batman is sitting there acknowledging or is if superman is acknowledging all these people then he we can't really lean on that explanation so i think the idea is that lois lane showing up and they wonder woman even or someone even says like he took her oh aquaman says because she wasn't because she's She was the only one not scared of him, right? So yeah. there's like some sort of instinctual connection. Yeah, I just think that scene was way better in in way more fun and like menacing. It's more fun, but it's so cobbled together and like the cropping on the there's a part where it goes between each of the heroes and they're kind of commenting mm-hmm. on him and the way Joss Whedon does it is so First of all, it doesn't look even close to real. There's no camera movement. It's mm-hmm. like this weird cropped in like it's 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 clearly it's it's what it's a Fake it's like zoom. the Aquaman scene where he dives into the water. He says some yeah. line. It's just very clearly tack tacked on in reshoots. <laughs> mm-hmm. And in in Snyder's version, it I mean it felt like they shot it all together is mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, so then we have Victor's dad roasting himself, which is like maybe the uh, most unnecessary death I've ever seen. It's like he's marking he's marking the box so that they can find it with a satellite. But there's a giant red fucking egg over the Chernobyl place that they're talking about. And this dude, Batman can access every no, Cyborg can access every satellite in the world. So it doesn't even really matter at this point that Batman has a has a satellite. So like why does Victor's dad need to kill himself so that they could find the mother box? It's so everyone in the world would realize that this was ha- I mean, you know, and I have to think that a place of a former of a like a nuclear disaster in recent memory would be the kind of place that would be monitored fairly closely, not just like like left in the dark ages it's fucking stupid but we're at we are at part six something darker is this the last part before the epilogue yes yeah all right um six parts for six heroes um oh very nice nice the first so the shot from inside of clark's dresser did you notice that no i don't know what you're talking about so when lois like the very, it might not be the very first shot, but it's one of the first shots. They're inside the house, mm-hmm. and Lois is getting a shirt for Clark because plaid is yes. one of the things that reminds him who he is. And the camera is inside the dresser drawer and like yeah. follows the shirt out ah, into yes, Lois's hand. I do. Hand. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a nice. That was very strange. Nice. Um, no, I liked it. Um, did you notice how Whedon cut that whole scene out by yes. by? Superman saying, uh, "I don't want to go inside because I was j- I just got out of a wooden box." I thought that was funny. <laughs> I didn't. I just like that. I'm just thinking again. It's it's you know, you know you're you're saying I think essentially uh, these are the things that Whedon did better, and I'm saying these are the things that Whedon kind of failed at. But I I think I'm regardless of whether he was able to make a good movie. I think the most important thing he was able to do was carry out the job, the impossible yes. job he was hired to do. You yes. know, he he was forced into a position. Well, not forced. He was paid millions of dollars um, to be in a position where he had to substitute, you know, entire scenes for stupid lines. Um, and you know what? He did it. He did it. Yeah, I think he it's, one thing that the Snyder Cut does is show what a good job Whedon did with what he was given. Yes. Um and he he really did an okay job and he and he connected a lot of things with with writing, which is something that I appreciate, I think. <laughs> like, well, and because like you like you pointed out at the beginning of the episode, this is my it's the same movie. Yes. Yeah. Except so. for all the stuff they tacked on to make a sequel. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's I guess I never said my thoughts on the film Mm -hmm. like when we were starting, but I thought that this was a better movie. It needed to be trimmed down to like a three hour cut. And then everything I really didn't like about the Snyder cut was the stuff they wove in to try to set up the next sequels and everything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyhow, we can we can continue with part six. Yep. Um. So now they are in the Batcave, and I just thought it was maybe a misstep that, like, the first shot of these people together is them getting off of an elevator in defeat, basically. Like, it's this kind of, like, 
one of our first like epic shots of like at least everyone except Superman kind of hanging out together. But they've just like they've just lost Superman and allowed um, Steppenwolf to get the last mother box. Yeah, um, I will say they do allow him to get it. Uh, it's not he doesn't he doesn't take it as easily, which is maybe mm-hmm. a little nicer. I feel like in the Whedon version, it's just they just leave it on that car hood. Yeah. And he they just kind of saunters yeah. up and then beams away. And at least yeah. in this, they they make him ch- they make him run for it. Yeah, that's true. They kind of iron mm. that out. Um, I love how much Superman loves corn. I also said, um, although my friend, my friend Lindsay, who's from Iowa, said this is that that is late June corn and nobody is dressed properly um, for the weather. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and this, my main takeaway from this scene is uh, Superman is friends with the butterfly, so the Snyder Cut wins. The Snyder Cut is better, <laughs> for sure. Um, they basically say Lois Lane is the key to all of this. Um, I know. <laughs> they, they, they have been doing that for a while. That's I terrible. Don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I also thought the whole faith, Batman's whole faith thing was fucking lame. Um, they also, they address the... Uh, from the Batman versus Superman movie where the Flash appears to Batman. They yes. bring that up in this, whereas yes. that got cut out of the last one. Yeah. Which I don't yeah. really understand. Is it just because, like, why is why is Affleck saying that now? Is it because he has Flash in the Batcave and he's like, oh, hey, you're that dude I saw? Is that him realizing that? Yes. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it wasn't clear because they don't show Barry, <laughs> like, in that discussion. Mm-hmm. They don't like have, yeah. hey, I saw him standing right there in in a dream. And then they don't like cut to Barry standing right there or something. Yeah. Um, hey, Barry, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't talk to him about it either. Um, <laughs> so this is when they fe- they realize, okay, so the unity is united, but it's not yet synchronized. So there's still time. Thank God. Um <laughs> And it's where everyone's like, hey, we finally have a plan. And I just have to say, saying you have a plan doesn't make it not a bunch of gobbledygook. Also, think about how long it takes to, like, synchronize a Bluetooth device, just any sort yeah. of computer, any any sort of computing device that you in your daily life have to synchronize. It takes four seconds. You yeah. know, you push a button, it blinks, and boom, <coughs> it's synced. Mm-hmm. These mother boxes, they're supposed to be an advanced technology beyond yeah. our wildest imagination. They take, what, six hours to synchronize? Yeah. What's happening that's, here? I mean, it's, I mean, it's like a 17-hour flight from Gotham exactly. to freaking Chernobyl. Exactly. I mean, it's not the Concorde. He's, it's just a big, this plane's not going that fast. It's pretty damn lumbering. And why does it I look thought like I a saw fish? a propeller. Why does it look like a fish? Why does it look like a fish? It looks like a fish. Like, so Aquaman would be comfortable? I mean, it does. it does <laughs> rise out of the water. Oh, maybe that's why, because it's like amphibious, but fish aren't oh. amphibious. It should look like a frog. Hey, Mike, what did you do on Friday night? <laughs> well, <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard of a flying fish kit? They don't fl- they can't fly to Russia. Yeah, but they can fly out of the water. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe if they had maybe if they were that big, they could fly to Russia. So then um, <laughs> we have Superman suiting up. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Henry Cavill looks a lot skinnier in what I assume is maybe new footage. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I don't think anything that's in the movie proper is new. I think mm-hmm. that's he all looked, stuff that was shot. The only new he, stuff, he as I skinny. understand it, is the post-apocalyptic stuff at the end. Um, that shot of him in front of the sun, it kept reminding me of somebody. But I couldn't think of what it was. I'm joking. It was Christ. Um, <laughs> let's see. 
um, attacking the base. So this is when they start getting in. I thought the Batman chase was way better because it just didn't look so shitty. Here's the thing about that that whole... Well, first of all, in the Whedon version, they chop it up in a weird way, right? Yeah. Like, Batman, they get there at different times. It's... it's, and it, And I realized it while watching this version, is that all of the kind of fighting and stuff that's happening, it's all just kind of noise. It's all disjointed. There's not any sort of sense of strategy or technology mm-hmm. or, or togetherness yes. yes and in this version i think this is this might be the most successful part of the movie in terms of for me in terms of like what's being shot and what's being <laughs> conveyed mm-hmm. and sort of like you know geographically understanding what's happening and it's that they're all fighting together and they are pushing the line forward yes i thought that was very cool and i yes. like that shot of them all together that was nice. And it just felt, I mean, everything in the Whedon cut had that like red background because of the dome. Yes, and it's just, that was this, terrible. It looked very video gamey. And this felt a little bit more like he was actually in a car driving around and doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, and I wanted to say, you know, Batman seems to be able to find a gun anywhere. Like, imagine if this version of Batman couldn't find a gun. He would be maybe the, shit maybe out of that's what Maybe that's what he should have said to the Flash when the Flash asked what his superpower is. He should have said... <laughs> My superpower is that find I can a find a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked there was new stuff. <sighs> they really let like Aquaman fuck shit up in the end. And I loved that. He's the coolest guy in this movie. They he's actually cool. made his trident super cool. He's yeah. like, he's super strong. It was really awesome. I loved, I, I like one of my ex- only moments of just like pure joy was when, Aquaman grabbed the lasso with Wonder Woman. I was yeah. like, that's that rules. Um That's in the Whedon cut too. It is? I don't remember that. I yeah, thought it, it was weird. I thought it was weird that um so so Steppenwolf is 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 messing with Diana by saying, I killed everybody, I killed all your sisters. Yeah. And you could have saved them if you'd been there. Then right, right. after he says that, she has the lasso around him. Again never thinking to use the lasso to ask a question. Right. Then the lasso's not around her and he says, I killed your mom and she says, liar. And it's like, if only you had some sort of device <laughs> that could force uh, someone to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, sh- that's, that's shocking. I didn't understand what Barry was doing. I know he's going faster than the speed of light. He's doing what he, so that's, they set that up with the the Superman's yes. resurrection. He's creating. It's the same thing. He's got to charge the box, but and they, where so that they is can he separate running? It. Like, is he just circling the Earth? No, he's circling the just the, kind of the perimeter, the space. He's creating a, the, the the electrical charge. So he's just going in a circle around the perimeter. That's when I all I'm saying is yes. I didn't know where he was. Well, they have they have shots of like okay, well, okay, and there's a it. wide <laughs> shot of the like plant and then just like a blue circle around him and then you see the the parademons they're trying to shoot him mm-hmm. as he passes by each time oh, okay okay anyway. well if he's going faster than the speed of light then i wish them luck um they're aliens they got i him. don't know they nailed him <laughs> they did know, they, they somehow hit him, they so. <laughs> um so one thing i this might be bad filmmaking but one thing i kind of like about both versions of this movie in that it's different from the Avengers, is that once they're all together, it's really easy for them to win. Like, 
There's mm-hmm. no they they fucking kick his ass. They beat him bad once. And yeah. once Superman, yeah. sh- the only one they don't need is Batman because he doesn't do shit really. But well, the rest of them, he <laughs> <laughs> paid for their flight. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like I I think this movie didn't make Superman seem as essential because really all he yes. does is come and punch him a couple of times and then the other guys take care of him. You get a, you get a sense that maybe they could have. One yes. without him. Yeah. I mean, here's what I think. Here's what I think. No, I don't. I, I take that back. I think they show, they show them each having a chance to like take on Steppenwolf and and go toe to toe to him and kind of hold their own. Um, I think I think they Steppenwolf is they they the the balance of power is just so that they need Superman, but it is it is. It does feel like they're that that whole that whole fight sequence is more calculated, and that's because it's not chopped up and reorganized, you know. So I think I think I think you just get a you get a better sense of mm-hmm. like how strong everybody is and mm-hmm. and how essential everybody is. Right. Yeah. And it was it except was Batman. it was fun except Batman who does absolutely nothing. Um, well, he paid for everything. Right. Okay. We got two big zooms onto Barry's wound, which was funny. It's like <laughs> forgot they already did it. Um, so I liked, I liked, I liked him getting shot and how upset he. It reminded me of um, yeah when Spider Man's all alone and the the building falls on him and he's like calling for help and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming that him doing all this <clears throat> is what creates the different timelines in Flashpoint. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that's what they're setting up. I don't know if this okay. moment is why, but yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, and I thought, like I kind of alluded to, the moment of like where the mother boxes start messing with Victor and trying to kind of trick him when he said, "I'm not broken," because when they when they said when they said he was broken or his parents call him broken or something like that, I was like, "Ooh, that's so mean." <laughs> to say but then when he said i'm not broken and i'm not alone i was like actually kind of moved by that i thought it was really really sweet i liked sweet. it too um I liked it too. yeah and now we're at the epilogue i yes! like that they real quick i like that uh-huh. they lose i like that they lose and then i like that thing the thing that barry does where he turns back time Yes. And they show him they show him like running through the universe or whatever. I thought that was just yeah. cool looking. I thought like it a was kind of m- maybe a little too similar to <laughs> another big sure. superhero. <laughs> sure. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it, I just visually it looked cool. Um, there were like three different moments in this movie where someone sh- should could have said next time aim for the head. <laughs> yeah. It's just like an axe hitting someone's shoulder or something. Instead. I'm not into like. Yeah, that's true. I'm not into uh I'm not into all like the anti-life equation, all that shit, but no. I did like I did I kind of like dark side. I like the idea that that there's that Steppenwolf is afraid of somebody. I like and I like so much that they send his body back to him. I think that's so mm-hmm. cool. Uh yeah. absolutely brutal. And and the 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 most Snydery thing is 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 Darkseid crushing Steppenwolf's yeah. severed head. Yeah, I don't know if we cool. needed that, but I liked Wonder I liked, Woman. I liked, Wonder Woman decapitating him was rad. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. I liked that a lot. But Superman, Superman like cutting off his like horn. I mean, that Superman was, was Superman's mean. a dick. Well, and Superman that's the thing. 
he was that was I was like, mm, I don't know. This doesn't feel like Superman. But what did feel like the version of Superman that I thought they figured out in Justice League was when he shows up and he says, not impressed. I mean, that's not a great line, but it is him just like being a dick. I, you know what? I kind of like that, too. I, yeah. I think I liked that for the same reason that you liked. Uh, I'm a big fan of truth and justice or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like him. I just. That's what Henry Cavill can do. He Henry Cavill can be mean and an asshole, and that's and that's this Batman or Superman. Mm -hmm. Um, so the mm -hmm. the first part of the conclusion is just like the wrap up for every character, which was basically the same. I did notice for for somehow for like the first time I noticed how like chonky Affleck's bat symbol is, and then mm -hmm. when they show it projected in the sky, like my friend was like. Like, oh, there's a rectangle in the clouds. What do you think that that means? <laughs> more, of a, more of a trapezoid. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so now we get to our um, post credit scene, which I was, like, joking about it looking like Mad Max, and then she actually dropped well, there an are empty two, gas, there are two gasoline can. There's two post credits. scenes. Yeah, but one first, is the exact same one. No, because, yeah, first we, have to, first we have to set up that Luke, Lex Luthor is back, okay? And they've got to set up the Batman movie that will never be made. <laughs> then we go into the then we go into the post-apocalyptic stuff and we have to set that's, up Justice League 2 and 3 that'll never be made. <laughs> that's what I don't understand is if to me like Snyder could have he could have cut the Lex Luthor one because Absolutely. Why why he could have it's, cut it's anything not good. sequel related he could have cut. But but I understand we got to have I think we have to have a post-credit scene in, it's not really post-credits but like we have to have to me, I guess I still think that the Batman multiple timeline post-apocalyptic futures thing could come into play in Flashpoint or at least make you uh, compelled to see yeah. Flashpoint. Here, here's what I think is going to happen. Um, this is my theory after watching the movie the other night is all this th all this uh, talk about, you know, um, uh the deal between Snyder and HBO is that the the Snyder cut is a it's a storytelling cul-de-sac. We're not going to do any more. And Zack Snyder's been talking about, oh, you know, because people keep asking him, well, are you going to come back now? And he's saying, well, I've got so much on my plate. Um, <laughs> I think that's all bullshit. I think this is the this is the same thing as when Tom Holland wasn't going to be Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. It's just it's it's negotiation. I think Snyder's back, baby. I think we're getting two more Justice League movies. And I think they're all going to be three hours long. <laughs> Are they all going to be on HBO? I don't know. See, that's that that's interesting. Make a make me a Justice League TV show. Let's do that. Maybe. Yeah. If this had been four episodes of a TV show or six episodes, I guess, of a TV show, it might have a been bit a more manageable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Post credits. So clearly Leto was the one was the cameo that was going to blow our minds, except everyone. Knew everybody he knew. was in the fucking yeah, movie. Everybody knew. That's so it was so it was it was so clearly the thing that they that they shot kind of, you know, at the last minute, just the way it's not yeah. it's not even like it's it's not like it's poorly shot per se. It's just it's so clear that like they didn't have like a traditional like really, really planned out shot list. It's just it's handheld camera. It's like yeah. kind of figuring it out on the fly. Um, and. uh, God, Jared Leto is. I don't like think that Jared Leto can't play a good Joker, but just the the way it's, he does that laugh is and the and how many times he does it. There's just 
I don't know. I it's found like that he wrote his be... old his own dialogue to me. Like, remember when he said, "Yeah." There's a line where he says, "Who's going to give you a reach around?" And I'm like, "What does he mean? What could you, he possibly mean?" Here's, that's one of my notes, so I want to comment on it because right before that, he says this line that I really liked, which is, "You won't kill me." He says, "I'm your best friend," and I love that. I thought that was very jokery. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing he says is. Who's gonna give you a reach around? And I'm just like, oh, okay. What well, is that? That's like, I'm bummer. already like, I'm already thinking of Mad Max. So I'm like, is this is he Batman's gimp or something? Like, what? I don't. Know. <laughs> like, yeah. What is really happening? Um, this also- is this is from a very prominent uh, storyline story in the comic. Yeah. So there, well, this, there's precedent, but I, I don't think know it's also on. funny that they think that the cameo that I don't even think Snyder Cut Bros are like we love Jared Leto's bat, uh, Joker. <laughs> Like, I'll tell you what they say. I'll tell you what they say. They say they say they love him now. They say they (laughs) that Snyder fixed him. (laughs) Not shitting you. Um, They took they they took away his like southern his like Southern California aesthetic sort of, and now he's cool again. Um, my my thoughts on I've never seen Suicide Squad. My thoughts on Leto in this were. That his Joker is too similar to Jim Carrey's Riddler from Batman Forever. I said Forever. the same thing. I was like, the Joker and... should just be Jim Carrey. Yeah, I mean that could be. Yeah, he's he's that he's would have been a mind blowing you know? cameo. <laughs> What's that? That would have been a mind blowing cameo if it's mm-hmm. fucking That's... Jim Carrey playing Jared Leto's Joker at the end. <laughs> That's <laughs> at true. The end of this, or Jim Carrey <laughs> as the Riddler, whatever. Yeah, it just yeah. made me wish it was Jim Carrey. Yeah, it just it was very Jim Carrey ish. And so it kind of was like I was like, eh. because I've never seen Leto's Joker. And so I was like, eh, I don't know. I must I must also say that the Joker card doesn't feel doesn't mean very much when the Joker is holding it in his hand. Yeah, Like the Joker <laughs> proffering a Joker card to Batman. It's like, we know you're the Joker, dude. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that it's like, OK, you really only filmed like one really only filmed one new scene. And it's, I feel safe saying the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's horrible. But I think he's he's trying to, if he's not, if he's not going to make more sequels, it is also to sort of tie, because people have been talking about the nightmare scene from BBS for, you know, five years. So mm-hmm. he's got to like. Deliver. He's got to, he's got to deliver yeah. somehow. And then yeah. also, you know, there's a big, there's a. A big reference in BVS to uh, the second uh, Robin. It was Jason Todd, who was like 90s character, I think, who was mm-hmm. killed by the Joker. Very famous. Um, and they referenced that in BVS. And so that it's like people have been again, this it's it's fan service, I think, more than yeah. anything. I also love the classic eighth grade essay ending of and that I woke up. <laughs> Like, it all ends up being a dream. And then, okay, here's what was, here's some nice things. Ben Affleck standing there outside the house, we all were like, he looks 20 years younger, 50% more like like George Clooney. He looks looks gorgeous. I agree. Yeah, he's also just like 30 pounds lighter. Like, all that muscle is gone. Happy. Just looks like a normal dude. Yeah, he (laughs) He looks great. Great. Um, so I like that Martian Manhunter just goes around telling people that their dead loved ones are proud of them, I think. Um, I think that's cool. But it's then funny when he says his name, they call me the Martian Manhunter. Like, that's also not his name. 
it also doesn't seem like he doesn't strike me as a manhunter in this movie. He strikes me as a very just nice kind of ghost character. <laughs> um, like my friend, my friend says, some call me Murder Greenface. <laughs> like, his, name like is, <laughs> his name is John Johns. Huh. Hmm. John Johns. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's J apostrophe O N N J apostrophe O N Z Z. It's John you John. have to understand. It's Martian, which is a weird language. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, it did seem a little foreign to me, so that yeah. makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the He's movie comic, ends man. with Hallelujah. And my friend said that's probably because his daughter died, rather than yeah anything to do with the movie. But you can't use Hallelujah, hallelujah in anything ever. Okay, all right, that's my last note. <laughs> Wow, we did it. Oh, this was just great. Oh, One my. of the best experiences of my life, watching these three movies, oh. discussing them for hours. You know, <laughs> you guys know I love superhero movies, so this was... I know. This was we really no, it was interesting. One. It was a very, it was actually very interesting, like, uh, watching these movies, uh, kind of listening to them, kind of... Yeah, because I, I, I mean, you, you know, you did the the Sandler cast with me. Mm-hmm. That I, if a movie's not that good, I will kind of just tune out. And sure. so, I would, I would otherwise have just tuned out. But it's, uh, it's interesting. Like Kit said something, um, shoot, a couple hours ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, oh, gosh, geez. it was interesting though. And it's like you, you were talking about how like they laid like some of the story underneath. All this stuff going on. I don't know. Anyways, sorry. I am getting really tired. But uh, no, it was it was it was not it was not purely miserable. It's just like these movies are so like four hours is fucking it's a lot. crazy. It's so long, um, and there's so there's so much happening, and you know I think we all have different degrees of understanding of those things, and um, you know none of it adds up to what we'd like to see, so that yeah. makes it hard too. But it's, well, it's such a it's such an interesting not you know it's it's a terrifying moment in cinema, it's mm-hmm. interesting, um, just I mean this is like a real cultural moment like this is yeah. th- this is people are out there watching this right now like moms and dads are watching the Snyder cut right now I, trying to make sense of it yeah I felt a kinship with Snyder this week, and it might have set me up for a more kind of charitable viewing experience but like. At work, my dissertation came up in stuff that I'm working on, and two of my coworkers were like, I'd love to read your dissertation sometime. And I was like, please, trust me. Do you, like, you do not want to read it. Um, but I decided, I was like, Zack Snyder read it? No, I was just like, I'll oh. send it to them. And so I was like, had to read the whole thing again real quick um, <laughs> before I did that. And I was editing it like with my now better knowledge of the English language and Lee was horrified that I was like you can't change it now and I'm like yeah we live this is the Snyder Cut baby we're living in a post Snyder Cut (laughs) world I can do whatever Uh, I want this thing's never finished (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is yeah and I think another interesting element of this uh this kind of event is like how do you measure the success of the yeah. Snyder Cut? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can tell you that the HBO Max has just been crashing like crazy for the last two days. 
Really? Okay, because yeah. mine worked fine. I watched it Me all too. like on streaming. Good. Yesterday. I'm I'm glad to hear um, it because I was stressed out about. It. That's why I downloaded it because I was just like I I'm yeah. Worried. But yeah, I thought about that as a backup. Long long um, buffering long buffer times, and then just like you could see that the like when it dropped, you could see like the outage charts, and there's just really? like a, a a really a, a flat line, and then all of a sudden it just spikes all the way to the top of the graph. But oh I wonder. Gosh. I yeah. wonder how long it will stay in the conversation yes that's kind of what i mean question i don't know like the part of the so okay there's just so many things with comic book movies that are weird to me and where i come from with films one of them is uh just how much fan interaction there is with the movies yeah but then then there's but yeah and like and then there's like like lots of movies have director's cuts and stuff like that but then like there's this whole like like this movie seems very aware of the criticisms of the first film, mm-hmm. but Snyder claims he's never seen the Whedon version. Right. <laughs> yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, but then I guess, but with regard to what we were talking about, like, so I guess if more people subscribe to HBO max this month and then keep it, then the film was a hit. The Snyder cut was a hit, but like, I, I also think, it's, and this just goes to streaming in general. I think it's so, like, I believe that shows on Netflix are all the rage. Like when Tiger King came out like a mm-hmm. year ago, especially during the pandemic, that was like the one thing everybody was talking about other right. than the pandemic. Right. Um, but I also like I kind of don't like that you can't look at the box office numbers, even though I don't want everything to be about the box office numbers, um, because I feel like it was like, well, ha- it's it's like back when like everybody would talk about like the Sopranos or The Wire which were like the big HBO shows. And it was like, well, yeah, but still the only people watching that shit are the people who have premium cable. So it's like, mm-hmm. how many people really, how, how big of an event is this really? Is, is this just like my, my corner of the internet or like the movie mm-hmm. internet knows about it, but like nobody else does. Or is this like something like Andrew saying, like parents, you know, just all sorts of people all over the, the world are like, it's like, Oh man, it's Snyder cut time. Like, I think it's, I think, I, I think you have a point. I think it's hard. It's hard to say exactly, but I think, I don't know. I, I first of all, we shouldn't underestimate the fans of this shit because they yeah. they willed this into existence. Make no mistake. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, we're talking four years of straight complaining. <laughs> so, I mean, all these Mike couldn't have done it that, better himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, all this community has to do is keep complaining in order to get more Justice League movies. Right. I mean, and it's an insane thing to think about because it's like they torpedoed this and made the other version, which is there's which is they're still maintaining that that's canon. Yeah. And then this comes out. And so far, it's it's getting slightly more favorable reviews and fans are happy for the first time in four years. And uh so it's like what what happens but, now now is that an opportunity to make more money and then it's like well then what happens so wb says okay snyder cut fans are happy we're getting we're getting booming results on hbo let's give Zack snyder all his power back let's let this dude go to town and make justice league two and three then what happens they see a a a, a rough cut of justice league two and say uh, you're fired, bro. <laughs> like, because, yeah, are we, the... I, I, it's the cycle. Like, I feel like yeah. we're just going to go back. Like, Zack Snyder <sighs> has not learned a lesson here. No, he's, exactly. He's doing exactly what he wants to do. I yeah. do think, I think, I do think 
what I was most maybe surprised by with the Snyder Cut is I think he took it very seriously. And I do think he was very savvy about how about what he did. I think it was very savvy of him not to shoot, for the most part, new new content. Agreed. Um, I think it was very savvy of him to just make it as long as he possibly fucking could. I think it was very savvy of him to take all of the humor out and make it more violent. Like he, instead of being like, he took kind of a safe route of for satisfying people, which I think was the best decision and not something I would have maybe thought Snyder was smart enough to do. The other thing that's the other thing that's smart, I think if, if which if what I suspect is true, which is that he's making his way back in, is that the only thing he did shoot that's new is something that makes people want more, presumably. Yes. Yeah. Apparently. So, <laughs> apparently, yeah. So putting yeah. putting putting that at the end and then saying I have no plans to do any more. I mean, what better place? What yeah. better place is there to come to the? Uh, uh, negotiation table right. than with that behind you, you know? But, yeah. but you are right where when we say like, hey, these fans clamored for this and they got it and we're treating that like the like this is a majority of people that like we finally, like they, like, like, oh, we gave people what they wanted and it was, and it actually was super successful both, you know, financially, whatever the fuck that means or like cultural cachet wise and the movie's doing f- fine critically. But the thing is, these bros were not enough to make Man of Steel perform well. They were not enough to make BVS perform well. So right. when, yeah. he, so when he, like, meaning when, however many people this is who are just, like, loyal to Snyder, they're not enough, they don't, they're not enough of the population <laughs> To yeah. support his movies theatrically the way that a you know two hundred million dollar movie needs to be supported these days. Um, I th- Although now that you say that, I wonder if there's a strategy with AT and T slash Warner slash HBO if you can string that smaller audience along at fifteen dollars a month, maybe it is more profitable. So maybe that's yeah, part of like maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think. I think there'll be some way to some some data analyst nerds at HBO are going to be able to translate, you know, the and compare the box office numbers to BVS to whatever is happening on HBO and and I think if I think if they do greenlight another movie, I think that will tell us that it it wasn't just the Snyder Bros, and I, I think if, if they don't, if they if they don't, if they don't, then it means that their their plan, their contingency plan of calling it a creative storytelling yeah. cul-de-sac, yeah, that 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 worked, and then so I it's a it's win-win, I think. Yeah. 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 Where I would have maybe in the beginning thought it was lose-lose because I remember we talked, we've said on one of our podcasts or something that the Snyder Cut will never happen. Oh, for sure. We thought we? we thought it was. N- We've been talking about this for years, but yeah. I, w- you, you've said multiple times that it's not real, and that yes, and I agreed with you, and and then and that you know the and when they did announce it, you were like, they're just gonna go shoot a new movie and call it mm-hmm. the Snyder Cut, 
But the truth is, they didn't. there really was a Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. It and it's really not, existed. It's, it's not exactly what we've we've just seen. No. But the Snyder Cut's probably ju- better than this. What so now people should right. start yeah. clamoring for the real Snyder Cut. That's, that's no. the other thing. <laughs> no. Except, though yeah, he also, Mike. <laughs> but Mike, he has also said in the last few days that there's a longer cut of this. The five-hour right. version. When we it's gotta like, see that. Well, when it's, but I read right. that there are ten other Snyder Cuts. <laughs> I, what I want to I would to like see, to announce my retirement from podcasting. <laughs> I would be I would be interested. I think he should release release the two-and-a-half-hour Let's see that sucker. Heck yeah. Yeah. That'll be like, a side episode for me and Kit. Actually, <laughs> Kit, that's what you should do because you like to edit movies. So make this four-hour version into a, the I good two-and-a-half hour. This. I don't want to edit this movie. Uh, Ugh. I'm just um, saying. You could make it a winner. All right. Are we that, uh, any little that, stragglers? I want to say, I want to just just one wrap-up thing that I do think that there there is... I think there is a... I think there's a much better movie inside of this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think, as we like, I don't think that was true for BVS. Um, Man of Steel, Mm-mm. I'm really, I don't think that's true either. But I think that, I think there is a better movie here. I like that this movie is a little bit less cynical. Um, there does seem to be, I liked it. And I, I'm going to watch it again. I will, I will buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray. And I will watch it again. <laughs> you guys um, are fucking crazy. I, I, have, I, have my no life. Inv- I have no investment in Snyder doing a, I in fact I like I liked the Joss Whedon I still like the Joss Whedon version better than I like this version but it does make me kind of go why didn't I would think that a, if you took I don't know that if you took this movie and made a two and a half hour cut it would be demonstra- demonstrably better than the Whedon version I think but you're right because yeah. this one is four hours and like it feels like n- nothing. There was no but, restraint practiced. I'm like, but, well, I don't know which one's better. You know. <laughs> well, I think the reason it's I think the reason it's four hours long is mark. It's a marketing ploy. Yes. It's, yeah. This. Yes. This. This. That's what's gonna get people to watch it. Yes. It's like, wait a minute. You're right. The other version was only two. If you make a two hour, a two and a half hour cut, and and they're like, oh, it's only thirty minutes difference. They're You're not totally even right. That. But I'm yeah. more as a as a as a cinephile. <laughs> I'm more interested in like, give me a two, let's compare these as two theatrical films. Give me a two and a half hour cut that's all Snyder's vision and let me judge which works better as a movie. And I think it's very possible that it would be this one, even though it wouldn't have the scenes, the handful of scenes that make me like the Whedon version better. It would probably hold together better as a film. Yep. I agree. All right. Well, I guess that's probably next year. <sighs> I'm cutting you guys off. This is but you you're you're too in too deep. Um, are <laughs> there was, any? This was so much fun. I'm sorry. Was... That I know. I know you're tired, and I know this is exhausting for you. And we're gonna give you a break. But this was a lot of <laughs> this was this was fucking fun. It was. It was fun, and it was fun also because we haven't had a movie event for yeah, a year. Yeah, this is a movie event. The... Great point. Yeah, and Great so that point. part of what was fun for me was like the movie community is talking about the Snyder cut. And so it's like, well, mm-hmm. under normal circumstances, there's no way I would have ever watched this. Um, not because not out of spite. It's just because I, I, before we did this podcast, I had not seen Batman versus Superman. I had not seen mm-hmm. justice league. I had not seen man of steel and so forth. If we were um, roommates, so it was fun. if we were roommates, you would have 
I would have found yeah. a way to make you watch it. If, oh, no, I mean, you like, made maybe me watch... Maybe what I would have done is I would have just played it really loud in our living room <laughs> yeah. over and over until you like had that, no choice like his, but to watch like it. Like his roommate in yeah. playing WoW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, was just, I would just kind of moan from the living room, Mike! <laughs> as somebody... Who watched? Who you made watch uh, every Star Trek film me too. before yeah. the new Star Trek yeah, came out, I did. I and then did. you got me to see not just one but two Transformers two films. Transformers films. Yeah. So that's remarkable. That's that's a testament to our friendship. I feel like this entire trilogy, this entire triple feature, I should say, was a testament to how how uh, good of friends we all are, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's the friends we made along the way, right, guys? And now, and also, and now we've reached Journey's end. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and so we don't have to be friends anymore. So it's been it's been lovely. <laughs> don't say that. That's not I don't like that joke. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll cut it in post. Okay. That'll be in the mic cut of the uh, <laughs> Yeah, podcast. let's each have a cut of yeah. this podcast. The mic cut is just gonna be Mike talking about conspiracies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh okay. Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Please join us next week for Night That's of the a Hunter. That's a wild swing. <laughs> it is. It's a good episode, but it is very different from what we've been doing this last triple. Um, slow motion triple feature was recorded in a burned out car in one of Batman's dream sequences. <laughs> Special thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Snyderman, Snyderman, does whatever Zack Snyder can. Makes a film, it's real bad. Tries again, it's still bad. Look out, here comes a Snyderman. 70 mil, cause he's a stud. That'll buy a lot of blood. Blood and heart, punches guys. Blood comes out of Batman's eyes. More blood, blood for the Snyderman. Can he light a frame? No, but lighting is dumb. Can he cut a scene? Hey, look, Batman's got a gun. Snyderman, Snyderman, Reddit savior, the Snyderman. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Owning normies is his reward. Our bro, he's gonna give us closure. Brought back the greatest Joker. God bless the Snyderman.